0: Welcome, 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 to Armchair Expert. I'm Dan Shepard. I'm joined by Monica Lilly Padman.
1: Good afternoon, sir.
0: Good afternoon to you. We have an incredibly talented human being today, BJ Novak. Of course, BJ is an actor, a writer, a comedian, a director, and a New York Times bestselling author. Well, first and foremost, he was on punk, which That's is right. wild.
1: Followed in your footsteps.
0: Well,. He created his own path. Listen, he's in The Office. He was also a writer and producer on that show. He directed episodes, The Mindy Project, Inglorious Bastards, Saving Mr. Banks, The Founder. And he has a new show called The Premise on FX on Hulu. And... The premise is an anthology series. It's very cool because each episode is its own encapsulated story. Yeah. Also, it's worth saying that I start out as a shithead in this episode, but bear with us. (laughs) I guess that would be my.
1: It's a pretty interesting episode.
0: (laughs) It is. It is. So it's an interesting episode and I learned a lot. Please enjoy PJ Novak. We are supported by Uber Eats. Spring is here, and now you can get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry, no. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets product availability may vary by region see app for details we are supported by squarespace guys we have a squarespace website that's just gorgeous that wobbywob you uh you built that yourself using all the templates yeah i sure did yeah easy peasy so easy Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. Does it feel too close? Is that what it is?
2: I just don't know how I sound. I sound like Mikey.
0: Yeah, oh, that's you sound the dream. Great. You sound
2: no, great. you sound great. Well, listen, let's. <laughs> I sound Mikey. No, no, no. Listen. Yeah,
0: I have a theory. Did you give on
2: this. me a worse mic. Is no, this no, a no. Power you, move. No, yeah. in
0: fact, you probably have the nicest. It has the lowest miles on it. That mic. Yeah. But don't you think you sound smarter because this is what I think? Oh, happened.
2: I love when I have a mic on me. Oh my god, I love it.
0: <laughs> you sound even as I close my eyes and you start talking. You sound like a professor already. Wow. Yeah. You do
2: have a professorial voice. And look, I think. I look very serious. Uh,
3: yeah, sure yeah. Sure, 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 sure. yeah,
0: I think this is going to be a fun interview, and I'm going to start with love and benevolence and say, I think I don't like you.
2: <laughs> and that's your love and benevolence. That's a oh, whole, my God.
0: Get, huh. As I'm already interacting with you in the driveway and then here, I think I like you. But I think I thought I didn't like you, and I, I can't wait to get into I it. I get also, that
2: from a distance sometimes, yeah. Well, no, but I...
1: Wait, can I say something just to not have that be the worst thing anyone's ever said? It's an amazing way
2: to make a guest comfortable, I will say that.
1: He's never said that to a guest before. It does happen (laughs) before a lot. He's like, I don't think I like this
2: person. Why do you have someone on? Because I'm wrong all the time. I end up liking any
0: human being I talk to.
2: That's how it goes, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's like kind of the magic of humans.
2: End of this show, yeah.
0: But I don't think I didn't dislike you. I had it in my head that you didn't like me. I was
2: obsessed with you, <laughs> competitively.
3: Oh, this
0: is yeah, already so, maybe see,
2: that's so that. fantastic. That's why I wanted to start. You might that. have known that, or sensed well, that, or I might have. I might have. I tried to tell you that once at the improv like ten years ago, and you had a distracted look. You were thinking about something
0: else. I was about to do stand You're probably right? about which, to go which on I never had done.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, like, so I was like I, hey, Dax, it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> and you're like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I'm like, just yeah. panicked inside. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you caught me on the, like, I think for two years I did stand up because I had moved here to do stand up, but I was just too afraid, and I did sketch instead because right. it's safer. And then I just kept thinking, you still have to do it. So then I did it um, yeah. as a dare to myself. So when you saw me, and by the way, you probably noticed completely by myself, I have no friends in that world. So I'm just there panicking right. when we talk but to you're other.
2: so tall that you kind of loomed large so you were kind of looking around and you looked very heroic oh my god so to me <laughs> and I'm 5'9 I'm like looking up to you and you always were like in my head my big brother that I could never catch up to because of punk okay, right, and so I'm like right, I'm, right. I'm talking to Dax like right. I'm gonna be friends with him and you, you know you were looking at the oh, stage no. and stuff but you looked very godlike to me you're blonde and <laughs> You don't look like, like, like anyone else at the improv, which is all these misshapen <laughs> small guys. Oh, oh, and you're like a movie star to me. And you're like, uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. And I'm like oh my God, he has no idea.
0: See, this is, this is oh, fucking man. perfect. So all we really just learned, I think, is that you and I are very similar. So most of the people that we talk to, I say like, well, I met you this one time and they're like, yeah, I, my dad had just got diagnosed, <laughs> like it had nothing to do with you, but I create these enormous stories why people don't like me. I start with, you probably don't like me.
2: To anybody. Yeah, just in general. Yeah, I have that too. But I'm often right. As I found
0: out today. <laughs> well, no, no. But here's what's <laughs> funny is I actually never- You're never a very likable person. I never
2: disliked you. Yeah.
0: I just I had this suspicion you didn't like me. So I'm like, I don't think that guy likes me because we were on we were both on punked and well, I I was know so why. jealous.
2: So you were on punked and became hugely known for that. Mm. And then I was cast on season two of Punked. I was the guy who followed you up. Yes, yes. And yes. I thought, here we go. I'm yes. going to be as big as Dex. And I was definitely, I had a moment where everyone knew me from punk Yes. that I ran into. Yeah. But they were, when I told them, they were like, did you do the Justin Timberlake? I was like, no.
3: <laughs>
0: By the way, they Dex. asked me that. So it's like, they know but, the Timberlake thing, but they don't necessarily know yeah, I but did You it.
2: were, you're still an icon from that. Oh my God. And I, mean. I like, you know, I was on it. But so, you know, I was like, damn it. I thought that was a guarantee. I left it and then I never watched it
0: for all kinds of reasons.
2: You didn't watch your season or the next season? I didn't
0: watch the next season. Of course not. Of course I watched my season because it was the first time I was on TV <laughs> yeah, and I too. was so excited. <laughs> yeah. Was that the first time you were on TV? Oh yeah. It's so thrilling. It was isn't unbelievable.
2: It? <laughs> and also it's so high stakes because yes. it's like, okay, your first time ever on TV, here's the situation. You're with an enormous star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't know you're acting. Correct. You have one take. Yeah. And if they realize it's not real, you lose everything. What a waste. You lose right? your job. It's so high stakes. It is. Did
1: it ever happen that someone was like, you're punking me by then? or Yeah, it happened
0: on my season. It did? Yeah, it happened one time. Did it happen
2: on your season? Yeah, but they weren't sure. Right. They'd say, I'm being punked. Uh, right? I'm being punked. Right. Uh, Am I being punked? And you'd say no, and they'd just be like, fuck. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have sworn, but I guess I got to take this as real.
0: <laughs> I wanted to be peers with all those people. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely thinking like, well, I have to take this opportunity because there's no, I'm not getting any opportunities other than the show punked, and it seems like it's pretty curtailed to my skill set. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to meet all these people I like want to be friendly with and peers with and they're all going to hate my guts. Like I'm going to meet most of the people in Hollywood on this show and they're all going to hate Is me that what peers.
2: happened though? That
0: isn't what happened, yeah. but that's what I was afraid of. Right. Yeah, just like, oh great, well maybe I'll get a chance to be in things but then no one will be in anything with me because I've already angered everyone.
2: Yeah, it's hard to shake a first impression.
0: Yes. Okay, now let's talk about physical because I want to talk about what you think you bring to the scenario that you have no control over. So let me just be very specific from my point of view. I find, especially in Hollywood, I trigger this thing in some people that I was a jock in high school and shoved
2: people. Shoved people? Yeah. Okay.
0: I've had that experience where I'm on a set and I can't figure out why someone doesn't like me. Right, right. And then I feel like I've got to go like, you know, I was a skateboarder, and I was artsy, and I was a mm-hmm. punk rock. Like, I wasn't the dude shoving people. So right. I feel like that's my little bit of baggage. Poor yeah. me as a tall white man. <laughs> Don't you feel bad for me at 6'3"? Well, I, three? to <laughs> me,
2: a skateboarder is cool. I mean, Dax is such a cool name, in my opinion. Now? Yeah, so I I saw you as the cool kid. But Okay, but no, I, I have absolutely my own version of that. I have this very serious face uh-huh. and people know I went to Harvard, which yes. to me, I was like, fuck yeah. Like I'm going to be the guy who went to Harvard and like did cool shit with it. Yeah. And instead yeah. everyone's just like, okay, Mr. Fucking Harvard. You know, and right. I was like, wait, no, I'm like you. <laughs> like I was the guy who's going to do cool stuff. Yes, And no, you just become in a category and you trigger in people, whatever issues they have with a certain type of person. All of a sudden you're that type. Yes, you yes. know, Even though that was the type that I didn't, like, now I'm that to these people.
0: Yeah. yeah. I may have done that to you a little bit. Like, I, I think I maybe have assessed that you were cerebral right? and you're like, oh, you're gonna think I'm the dumb kid in class.
2: Yes, people think that I'm smart and think they're not smart.
1: <laughs> and that you're judging them for not being smart. <laughs> for their yes. lack yeah. of smartness. Yes,
2: and that's the, op- like my big, like I tear up, I must have some trauma and maybe that's why I went to it. But when I talk about people who think they're not smart, Like, I get teary-eyed. Like, I I must have been made to think I wasn't smart as a kid Uh, and was like, I'll show them or something Yeah, because it's my biggest sort of trigger. Is it the
0: shadow of your super intelligent and successful father?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: I guess I would just imagine he's been very successful as a writer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As a ghostwriter, yeah.
0: Which is what I learned something today, which is I didn't know men sometimes ghostwrite for women.
2: Well, sure. Like I guess. your dad did
0: Nancy Reagan's biography, yeah, oh, autobiography. Wow. Well, I
2: think it's like writing a female character. You learn someone's voice. Uh huh. I think when I write characters, I'm doing the same type of thing. It's like okay, Jim and Pam. You know, Pam would say this, and Michael would say this. you're yeah. getting in their head. You're imagining if you were them. Yeah, and I think that's what a ghostwriter does. But it's for whatever person is writing the memoir. So it's Magic Johnson one day and Nancy Reagan the next. Yeah, his dad did Magic Johnson. Oh
1: wow! So he does mostly autobi like memoirs, autobiographies. Yeah. yeah.
2: He was also
0: one of the authors of like the history of Jewish jokes or something yeah, like that. Right? Yeah. The big book of Jewish humor. The big book of Jewish <laughs> humor. Yeah. Yeah. What's so, grew up with? So that means that he was funny as well, or at least liked. He com- loves
2: comedy. He yeah. loves comedy.
1: Wow. So for him, having you be an insanely prolific comedy writer, that must be so cool yeah, is for he, him.
2: He, is, is you he would think. The... No, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure. No, he's, he's very proud. proud. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's proud, but he's Canadian, so he's very reserved oh, about okay. all of that.
0: Yeah, on the spectrum, they're just to the left of Sweden as far as, like, allergic to compliments and fanfare. Yes, it's very,
2: very buttoned up in the grand scheme of things. Yes. In terms of Jewish comedy lovers, it's a very... (laughs) (laughs) Lauren Michaels is Canadian, too, and I think also, like, famously, like, his approval is doled out a little bit at a time. Yes. That sort of thing. Okay,
0: so given this... Uh, what you just said—that people think you're smart—and that triggers maybe some—and that
2: I think they're not smart. That's, that's right. what kills me. Is that I do think I'm smart, but I think I think of myself. I always have as like the kid who is playing pranks and getting in trouble in smart ways and being clever and yeah. you know having fun with that kind of thing. Not and then, the
0: AP bio, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So,
2: but I, then people, I think, put me in that category, and they have issues with that type of person, of which is the type of person I had issues with yes so you project
0: yes yes but then
2: there's a part of me that wants to lean into it as an actor it's like oh, okay well i'll play the bad guy well of like i you know i'll play that person i'll be iconic
0: <laughs> well my mother too lamented at one point she said like are you ever going to play anyone that's smart because <laughs> i kind of made a niche for myself of playing idiots well
2: idiocracy is literally
0: yeah and like i was in this movie baby mama he was kind of a dipshit and i've just played a lot of dipshits mm-hmm. which and then i said to my mom you know they have to be represented in the movies and film like mm-hmm. I'm happy to have Elaine.
2: I think everybody is smart. That is my my weird, passionate belief. And maybe it goes into this thing I was talking about. But I think like, if I go to Las Vegas and sit down at a poker table, Uh right? I will get my ass handed to me by people who are doing all of this mental math and psychological math. And I'm sure they don't think of themselves as smart, quote unquote, in that way. They just know how to do this. That is so intelligent. Mm -hmm. I went to an oil field for this film I was doing. And I just asked, oh, what's your job? Yeah. this oil worker understands how the entire ecosystem works. Uh-huh. And if he makes one mistake, the whole state explodes. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. an unbelievable intelligence, but this is thought of as sort of, and he probably thinks of himself, oh, I'm just a blue collar guy in an oil field, but technically you know, here's how the whole system works. Yeah. And I could never do that. And so intelligence is taught to us and I have been a very unfair beneficiary of intelligence as thought to be using big words well,
0: Yes, yes. Which yes, I can yes. do.
2: Yeah. And writing them well in class uh-huh. and looking serious as you say them. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I get to be considered intelligent to the level that people like you resent it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. meanwhile, all these people that are so <laughs> smart in ways that, that are just not fairly measured. Yeah. Certain things are measured and certain things are not. Yeah. And I think everybody is smart. Well, uh, almost everybody, but I really <laughs> do. Almost everybody is very smart.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you because I am super into motorsports. So I follow a lot of people that are like welders and fabricators and these kinds of things. Yeah. For a human being to have the ability to like stare at a workbench for an hour and then start picking up metal and cutting it in a way and then welding it in a way and then making it functional. Yeah. How many people can do that? You no, know, it's, it's like, insane. Yeah. And it's just not prized whatsoever. Right.
1: And emotional intelligence. I feel like no one's incorporating that right. into the spectrum of intelligence. Like you can be crazy book smart, but have no idea how to operate in the world and connect with people. And then yeah. what? Like that doesn't serve you Absolutely. at
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's not even like a separate category of intelligence. Yeah. Understanding a human being, why is that any different from understanding mathematics? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just something to understand that is incredibly complex, that requires a lot of analysis, etc.
1: Yeah.
0: And then of course, along the way, we meet tons of actors that have varying levels of education and they can be like, fucking brilliant. I can't act like them. That's a thing. Right. That's like some version of intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. It's very narrow what we've decided to prize.
2: It's insane. And also I'll, I'll say another thing, like writing itself, and I think this will be broken down over the next generation, but people think of writing, it's this traumatic thing where you're in third grade mm-hmm. and writing is literally doing penmanship yeah. with correctly remembered letters yeah. and, and paragraphs. And some kids are told you're a good writer. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tear again. Some kids are told you're not a good writer right. because you misspelled wonderful, you put two L's and forever you think I'm not a good writer. Yeah. Then you meet these people out here who are unbelievable storytellers. And that like Tarantino, it has nothing to do With your handwriting, (laughs) it's about, can you tell a story? Can you imagine it? Can you add depth? And writing is really composing. It's not with a pen. But like, even that is just so, so misunderstood.
0: That's a really great point, because I got to say, the thing that I transitioned from... Dyslexic, blah, 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 the whole thing, left-handed, the worst penmanship you've ever seen, can't spell a damn thing, the word processor came around, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have ever become a writer had that not happened, because now all of a sudden my shit looked as smart as everyone else's, because yeah. it's just print, and then it, I have the assistance of of spelling, spell correcting. Check. yeah, spell check, and that just changed my whole
2: life. Absolutely. And think of if you were to leave a voice note on your phone or or something and it would just naturally transcribed. you versus someone who got a better grade in fourth grade, like it would look the same. Right. And it should be. So it's, I mean, writing, when you think about it, is a system of symbols invented to get information in an intermediate phase from one person to the other. Right. It, we don't necessarily need it anymore. Mm, so mm-hmm. now it's just about how good were you at that random shortcut of the alphabet. Yeah, and yeah. now like in 50 or hundred years, when you can just communicate only with video and, and you don't necessarily need to rely on this alphabet, it might actually free people a lot. Like I love letters and stuff, but like, it is just a, a system yes. of delivery of information. Yeah. And if you're not good at that system, it has nothing to do with whether you're good at thinking and talking and communicating. Right.
0: Yes, but have you had this thought, because I have in the past, less than so now because it's not happening, but there was a part of me that was like, I don't want this profession opened up to people who are not willing to suffer, and I mean writing specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, I take pride in how much suffering is involved in loneliness, and so I thought, well, if everyone can just talk out a script, is everyone going to do it, and now there's no accomplishment? That was my fear, Uh huh.
2: and then that didn't But were come. you just justifying your own pain, maybe?
0: Well, how about this? I just think a lot of people don't have the constitution to sit down and do it. And I was grateful I did. Uh And now I thought, oh, this little advantage I had is probably going to go away with voice dictation.
2: Yeah. But I suffer so much for it and don't want to. I hope it doesn't need to happen. Yeah. I got to work on this. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh, so this would be a question I love asking, which is what do you write from? Like, what is the source of fuel you use to write? Because it's not, I'm assuming it's not pleasant for you either.
2: Yeah, someone once said, "Writers are people for whom writing is harder than it is for other people." Mm. Uh huh. If uh-huh. you if you suffer and struggle, that's the difference. We're
0: launched now. This could go into ninety different directions. But give me another. Do you have other favorite writing quotes? Yes,
2: Philip Roth know. said, "Ditch digging is hard work. Writing is a nightmare." <laughs> 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 Such a ballsy thing to say, the writer.
0: You know um, the Lawrence Kasdan one. Writers are people who have agreed to do homework the rest of their life.
2: No, that's good. Because
0: that's what I felt like when I was writing a lot. Like, oh, it just doesn't end. You're on vacation, but you're like, oh, Oh, fuck. yeah, always.
2: Everything you think, Yeah, it's just this constant game with yourself. My very favorite is sort of what I was saying before, which is Christopher Hitchens, who said to his students, if you can talk, you can write. Mm -hmm. And everyone in the class relaxed. And then he said, but how many of you can really talk? (laughs) (laughs) Which is everything. It's exactly it.
0: Oh, that's good. And then... Obviously, the very famous one, I don't know where it came from, but it's, I hate writing, but I love having written. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, true
2: about so much. It mm-hmm. is. But I love writing at the beginning, that first burst, when uh, an idea makes you smile and you think, am I crazy or is this a great idea? Yeah,
3: yeah, And you're yeah. writing
2: it and writing. I love that. Uh-huh. And then when, when you send it to someone, they're like, this is good, but I would fix this. Then it becomes awful. I never pitch anything. I you know, have an idea uh-huh. and I write it and yeah. then I send it out and whoever gets it and wants to make it, makes it. I think that's the move. It's lonely and scary, but at least if someone wants to do it, you know they want to do it for the right reasons. I think it would just be a delayed torture to tell someone an idea. They say yes. Then you show them what you did and they're like, oh, I kind of wanted it different. Now it's really a problem.
0: That's when I stop because invariably that is 100% what happens is every single time Three months later, when you turn in a draft, they're trying to remember this meeting you had three months ago where mm-hmm. you said X, Y, and Z. But they put it in a category. I had this experience once. I sold the show to Showtime, and it's this Daryl Hall idea I had. I was going to play a fictitious version of Daryl Hall in the in the '80s, and so in, in my mind, like tonally, it was going to be like kind of like Californication but newer. And so when I got back in, I turned it in. David Evans, who I fucking adore, I'm yeah. sure you like him too. He's did. the greatest guy in Hollywood. He goes, man, I just, I guess I thought you were doing a Will Ferrell version of this show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. I get that. I'm not. Now where are we at? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then you're just like, oh, that can happen. And yeah, that now bitch, you've built they, a car. Yes, it's already. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. driving around the parking lot. Isn't this thing great? Look at mm-hmm. it. It gets 30 miles to a gallon. Yeah, I thought it'd be a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that. I thought you were building a truck. Yeah. yeah. I
1: just was thinking during that because I was only half listening of and course I, was ha- I had I my own brain train yeah. going. Do you think part of the reason. You Dax yeah. have this little tiny bit of what we allergy to BJ oh.
0: is. Well, that's because I thought he didn't like it. I me. know,
1: but okay. I'm going to break it down further. I oh, think okay, it might right. be more than that. I think it might be that you're a writer who didn't go to Harvard.
3: Mm, who mm-hmm,
1: didn't doesn't mm-hmm. have this like credential above him? Didn't write for the Lampoon. Mm-hmm, isn't able to say you know like of. yep, <laughs> <laughs> and can't like have that on your resume. Uh-huh. And so maybe you feel insecure.
0: I didn't know he went to Harvard until yesterday. Oh, so uh, that is wow. a great theory, and I am very triggered <laughs> no, by people who are smart and I think are <laughs> wealthy. You're like, no, it went <laughs> way deeper than that. It was
2: just a clear. No, I just thought this guy doesn't like me. I don't know why he doesn't like me. But had you remembered meeting me?
0: I do vaguely remember meeting you at the improv, but I've met, I've met you other places too.
2: No, I've been so jealous of you the whole time. But I guess it's not that I... Yeah, <sighs> it's an admiring jealousy, I think. I just thought you
0: didn't like me. And I'm wrong. <laughs> this is always well, what happens. Did you have me on to berate me or to win <laughs> oh, God, me over? Or what? no. God, no. No, I heard from Robbie, BJ has a new show. Should we have him on? And I said, I don't think he likes me. And then Rob said, no, he actually told me in this email... He kind of had a competitive thing with you. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's exciting. That yeah, might be yeah. like a whole different thing. Yeah, Let's talk. I'm yeah. not afraid to talk to anybody. Yeah, And every time I thought someone didn't like me, I was wrong. Well, no, some people don't like me, but I'm often wrong. Let's just start there. That's kind of, I assume people don't like me and yeah. I'm wrong all the time. I'm
2: usually right. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you just became a movie star like immediately after the show that I did. I mean, I kept slogging away as a writer, but it looked more fun what you were doing.
0: Well, (laughs) let's get into that because I don't think, and I said this when I left punked. I was like, the people that come in now are not going to be given what I was given because they learn that that comes with a lot. I'll be very specific. Mm -hmm. Like I got to some, one of the bits towards the end. I'd already shot most of them. In fact, the show had already aired. So now I'm in a wig and all this stuff, and I go to this NFL f- golf thing, and I interview people. And when I get there, the premise is you're going to ask this guy about – he's supposed to be – everyone thinks he's gay. This guy, like, I think he hit his girlfriend. You're going to bring that up in the interview, blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm not going to – I don't want to do any of that, like just air everyone's dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, no, no, that's the bit. And I was like, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'll do something else. Give me 20 minutes to write something. And I, mm-hmm. we came up with other things, and it worked out. But I could see in their face they were like – this sucks. This dude we hired to come do this thing. We've written it. He's uh-huh. just saying to us he's not going to do it. Uh-huh. My hunch was they weren't going to let anyone else have as much autonomy as I had going forward. Do you think that was the case or no?
2: I didn't doubt anything they told me. Uh huh. But I guess maybe it just wasn't so bad on my season.
0: I think they were learning in the first season. And uh-huh. then I think they figured out more and more what worked. But yeah. I definitely think they focused more on the prank going forward. As opposed to what could potentially just happen was shooting the shit
2: in mm-hmm.
0: route to the prank.
2: Yeah, I thought the pranks were pretty clever.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, did yeah, think yeah. they were about the pranks.
2: Yes. And they were the kind of pranks that if they were played on me, I was like, whoa, that's funny. That blew my mind. Yeah.
0: They had an appetite to let people run after I was there.
2: But I don't know. That's just my guess. Right. I wasn't there to run. I mean, I was there. I was right. so excited. Yeah, 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 you yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I was a writer on a sitcom called Raising Dad. Mm-hmm. I started doing stand up. Someone said, oh, you should audition for Punked. I did. I got it. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell anybody. Ashton Kutcher was like the coolest person in the world. He's like whispering in my ear what to do (laughs) with the at the audition. You know, it was incredible. So when I got there, yeah. It's like, okay, today, like you are doing a photo shoot with a little bow wow and a tiger. By the way, this was one of them. Keep telling him to get closer to the tiger. He's scared of tigers. Who the fuck isn't scared of a tiger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally the Siegfried and Roy thing happened the next week. Oh, oh my god.
3: Yeah. Oh my so oh thank my- God. <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: Yeah. So did
0: you have fun doing it, or were you so stressed during? The- Both.
2: I loved it so much. Yeah. But one time I was doing with Tommy Lee, oh and wow. I was so scared. And they were like, we don't know how he's gonna behave. Just roll with anything. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have my ID in my pocket. Uh-huh. And at the end of the prank, my ID, I had crumpled it so much that it was unusable because oh, that was just did. my nervous oh, yeah. gesture. You know? So yeah, pocket. it was so nerve wracking, but it was really fun, yeah. I thought. I love pranks. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. someone else would set up a prank for me. It was, like, the height of luxury. Yeah. If I were a billionaire, I'd probably <laughs> uh-huh. hire someone, to like, come up with some pranks and let me do them.
0: That's <laughs> a fascinating difference because I actually didn't do pranks ever. Okay. Like, I was too lazy, I think.
1: Well, you don't like pranks, Yeah, right? I don't like you being pranked. That. Yeah, well, that's I
0: ironic. Don't like, do you like roasts? No. I hate roasts. I hate roasts. Oh. I'm too sensitive. Yeah, me too. Oh, I would be thinking, like, if I got roasted five years ago,
2: I'd still be thinking about the things they Absolutely. said. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be thinking, you know, are you mad at me? You know, <laughs> yeah, after yeah, yeah. I said my part, I don't get it yeah. at all. They are funny. Yeah. The oh, my God, The jokes yes. are great.
0: Oh, Jeff Ross is, a,
2: is such yeah. a genius in that way. And when it seems like they're enjoying it,
0: great. I don't have the thick enough skin for that at yeah. all.
2: But I'm still obsessed with your opening question. Oh, like, yeah. I think I don't like you. So, right. like, literally, yeah, right. yeah, we're yeah. all... At a roast, it would just be like- It would be that for another yeah, do you two really hours. Think that? Yeah, For the rest of your life. But I hope I'm
0: being really clear in that. I think I was like, oh, I don't think I like him defensively because I didn't think you liked me,
2: but now I'm I'm realizing I was completely wrong. Well, no, I mean, it's competitive. Like I'd see you succeed and be like, fuck, like how am I gonna do that? Yeah, so literally like Dax, like shaking my fist. Good. But <laughs> like, not like he doesn't deserve it or he sucks. Okay, yeah.
0: okay, that's the distinction. Yeah, that's
2: why I was like excited to be like, hey, you're kind of my dad. oh Because yeah, I don't yeah, get yeah. that way with a lot of people. But I did oh, with you. Oh, my God. Now I feel terrible. No, no. But I just I, wanted to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, that's the fun of the show, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This is I, our life. It's really there, fun. Therapy-level roast. <laughs> well, I'd like to think this Monica. could be the
0: Louis C.K. Mark Marin Mark episode. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, where, where else should we go with this? I don't know. We're going to have to fabricate some stuff because we okay. really don't have that dense of a history. Okay. But I'm realizing I'm completely wrong. I'll give you another example. Aziz. You've been around disease a bunch, I'm yep. sure. Must have met him nine times in that same phase when I was doing stand up a lot. Yeah, I'm like this guy does not like me. Like he, I don't know, I don't know what. I try very hard when I'm around him to get him to like me, and I'm mm-hmm. very. I ask him a bunch of questions, blah blah blah, and then out of nowhere, I just got a text from him one day that was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about buying this watch. I guess you have the same watch, and blah blah." And he was super nice, and I was like. Well, yeah. Some people just don't have the personality that I associate with being, like, being interested in being friendly. Or they're
2: in their head. Yeah,
0: sure. Like that's what you were at the improv. Yes, you're you were right. in your head.
2: Aziz is in his head. Which is
0: hard yeah. for me to believe because he's such a pro stand-up, right? But yeah. you're right. Like, I, you're right. Every memory I have of Medium is at a club. Yeah, and it's backstage. And you're right. People are probably even him. And is again, in his head.
1: do you think what's happening is you in your head are like he thinks he's a professional and I'm not?
0: Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was true on many accounts. Like, he's a real stand-up but I was new to it. He's not
1: thinking that,
0: though. Right, he's not even thinking about me. He's thinking about if his shoes are good or not. Yeah, his pants look good. All the stuff I think about. Yeah. Originally, was writing going to be the thing? I think we have this in common. Like, did you just know like, oh, writing was somehow going to be...
2: Yeah, I was always good at writing the same way I said it's unfair that like your spelling and your grammar, like I was good at that. I didn't think it was anything special. And then I remember seeing Pulp Fiction in the theater and I understood like a lightning bolt that someone had written this, someone had made every decision, and that was the coolest guy in the world. And I had seen Quentin Tarantino in a magazine and I was like, I get it. Okay, that thing that I do, that's my ticket. Cause also my dad did it. It was like being a dentist. To that's me. true. You yeah, was family So I was business. like, okay, now I'm gonna be like this writer, but it's gonna be this, this glamorous rock and roll thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can I just tell you that yeah. we, sh- we have that in common? I saw Pulp Fiction. I know. And I was like, something's different here.
2: Yeah, you see his fingerprints on it. Like oh, I remember a song came on. I was like, it. a person chose that song. I get it now. I get Uh, it. I thought movies just happened.
0: Why is that sausage in every single frame? Yeah. Just watch it two nights ago with a friend and didn't want to because I've seen it 300 times, but the friend had only seen it once. I'm like, I'll get through this because I want him to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. One second in, I'm like, fucking
2: want to watch this movie for the rest of my life. It's like a two hour trailer in the sense yes. that every single moment you're like, well, that's the iconic <laughs> moment. And it just you're goes right. on the whole way.
0: You're a thousand percent right. Each time a scene would start or they would switch their timeline or whatever, I'd be like, oh, right. This
2: is it. This is the thing. Yeah, yes. this is that moment and that moment, it's just the whole way through. Oh my God. It's just staggering.
0: It really is, it really
2: is. And then I saw an article in the the newspaper that, about Conan O'Brien having gone to Harvard and wrote yeah. for the Lampoon. And I got good grades, not great grades, yeah. but I was like, I'm gonna get into Harvard. I'm gonna write for that Lampoon. Then I'm gonna be a comedy writer. And then I'm gonna be Tarantino. Yes. And, and I devoted myself and I got some lucky breaks and I got like much of that path. What are good grades? Like a 3 8? I don't know what the numbers were, like a, a mi- B plus, A minus. Okay. Yeah. I, my parents were surprised. Right. I got in As soon as I got in, their revisionist history was like, oh, he was always a <laughs> good student and you, little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you We gotta- knew
0: he was going to Harvard from sixth grade. Yeah,
2: not at all. It was a long shot and they were shocked when yeah. I got in. I remember that very well. I was surprised What do you think too. the
0: secret sauce was? Did you write a great essay, I assume? You probably wrote a great admittance. I, I think
2: uh, I did write a good essay. I remember in the interview, I was talking to the guy. He wasn't very interested. He wasn't impolite or whatever. And he said- why should you go to Harvard? And I said, cause I'm not gonna sleep. And he started writing and I meant it. I was like, if I get into a place like this, uh-huh. you think I'm gonna waste a fucking second?
0: Uh-huh. Like,
2: and I meant it. Yeah. And then when I got there, it was kind of sad cause a lot of people wanted to be investment bankers. I was like, to me, you go here, you become president. Right. You become yeah. a legend. Like that's, yeah. to me, this was a place for a rebel to go and come out on the other side. And yeah. so many people there weren't. Right. But that's what I saw it as. you yeah. know, And then everyone saw me as one of those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's not the exact same
0: thing, but I find myself places often where I'm like, this is my crew, huh? Like, I want to do, do this. I'm super into off-roading. I'm go out into the de- desert, and every single vehicle has a Trump flag. Well, I'm not a Trump person. Or when I rode Harleys, I'd be at gas stations, in the chats I'd be involved mm-hmm. with, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm in the group that I'm trying to be in. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? So, like, if I would have gone to Harvard with that expectation, I would have looked around and been like, wait, oh, it's not the thing I kind of thought it was. Well, it's kind of
1: scary because it's like, am I that? Because if I like the same thing these people like, are people seeing me like they see them? which is scary for certain people. Well,
2: because everyone puts everyone in a category. I mean, I did to you and you did to me. Oh, he's the cool kid. Oh, he's the smart guy who thinks I'm stupid or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's not what you're trying to say. Yeah. Right. But the funny thing about acting is that then you get hired for that. You know what I mean? Right. That's true. Yeah. Like probably when you were up for idiocracy, you're like, oh, I'm a huge idiot. You got it. I'm the perfect guy. That's how I am. And it's like, I see a part and it's like this obnoxious asshole. I'm like, dude, I was born for this (laughs) like you got it you know what I mean yeah you're like I'm dyslexic I'm definitely Uh, are you (laughs) kidding me I'm the fucking biggest loser of all
0: (laughs) I think you're so right but can I ask you so this is the only group I've ever landed in where I was like oh yeah yeah yeah. this is exactly my tribe which tribe show business like when you got to the office and you're there with Daniels and Mike Schur are you at that point unlike Harvard going like "Uh uh-huh this
2: is my vibe yeah yeah, that was very exciting. Yeah, that group. Stay tuned for more armchair expert. If you dare.
0: We are supported by better help. It feels like a lot has happened this year. It's barely even summer. We went to India for bye, George.
1: We sure did. Lots to process already.
0: Yeah. But even with so much going on, it's important to slow down. Take a minute to reflect on yourself and make adjustments. And if you need a little help with that, I can't recommend therapy enough. We are both in therapy. We
3: are.
1: We
0: proselytize all the time.
1: Talk about it every day.
0: Couldn't function without it. If you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient and flexible. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Plus, you can switch therapists whenever for no additional charge. So take a moment for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash dax today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Dax. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing.
1: I knew you did that.
0: (laughs) No, I did not do that. I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted.
1: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple
0: Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. We are supported by New Balance. Whether you're going for your first ever jog around the park, getting ready for a marathon, or even picking up the pace on the last stretch before you get home, if you run, you're a runner. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more so you have brothers and sisters two brothers two brothers yep and what order are you in i'm the oldest and do you think you fit all the stereotypes of firstborn
2: probably yeah
0: so i have my sob story about being a middle child which is i was invisible what what's the burden of the firstborn
2: the burden of the firstborn i don't know i think i felt a lot of pressure not from my parents. Just I felt like okay, I got to do great stuff uh-huh. all the time. My parents were like, "Calm down." But I don't know if that's a oldest child thing, though. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like it is. Like I'm, I'm the leader.
1: I'm an old, oldest as well. Yeah. I think it's that your parents give you so much attention when you're in oldest Mm -hmm. because they're parenting for the first time so they're learning all this stuff and it's really crucial that they put the warm water on your body the right Mm -hmm. way like everything's scarier for them so it's a little bit heightened
0: Uh and then
1: with the second and third kids it's like oh I know how to do this it's easy they get less attention they get less like anxiety I think
0: just to be literal Yet yeah, there's more investment In the first child Than there are In all subsequent children As someone who mm-hmm. has two kids I can attest to that That like My firstborn I was like Dialed in 24-7 mm-hmm. and the second one was like Oh yeah she'll live <laughs> like, Yeah
1: like I already did this I know this yeah, is fine. Yeah uh, yeah
0: I don't need to stare at her All day long She'll okay. be just fine So maybe you have a Like maybe you just You have a sense of The investment that went in When you're a firstborn
2: Maybe But my knows. parents were always like Calm down It's okay Just chill <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Were you anxious?
2: Yeah, I think so. What kind of kid were you in high school? I was like exactly like I am now. But how did that do in Boston? I went to a good public school. Okay. And it, there was definitely a place for the sort of like, literary, not a loser, not a cool kid, kind of in the middle, had his friends, liked watching the Simpsons, Yeah, yeah. smoked weed at a party. If he could get to that party once in a while. Sure, (laughs) sure, sure, sure. Isn't usually invited, but isn't Uh, completely out of place. um, Also does his homework. That was a very, I felt normal. How about dating? In high school? Yeah. I had a wonderful girlfriend named Jenny Albertini. You did? I was completely in love with. For how long? Like two years.
0: And then did college, you guys went to different places?
2: Yeah, broke up like a, that classic, oh. you know, first winter break.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know? Oh, no. I mean, Christmas. that's how it
2: goes. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's not as right. And people for told you.
2: me what happened. I was like, ne- never. Uh-uh. Not to me and Jenny. <laughs>
0: yeah. And what is generally the forces behind that? My assumption is you go away, you miss one another. There's a ton of options all around. You yeah. meet people, yeah. and you're like, wow, well, am I really going to spend this four year experience of my life not interacting with any members of the opposite sex?
2: It was more that it felt like the world was opening. It just felt like mm-hmm. I didn't want to be right or wrong. Like it, I didn't want to be with my high school girlfriend. It was so small town. Yes, yes, look yes. Look at how yes, cosmopolitan yes. the world is now. I'm going to have these great adventures. Absolutely.
0: You know? Is there any way for you to look at her?
2: Oh, we're in touch. You're in touch. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, great.
2: No, okay. she's the greatest. Okay, great. Yeah.
0: I had a girlfriend in high school too that I very much loved and I was with for like four years and I moved here and- same thing. I lived in LA. She lived in mm-hmm. Michigan. And then just at some point it was, you know, untenable.
2: Like I tell young people, like marry them. Like I think that, <gasps> really? I mean, look, I, I, <laughs> you've found love, but to me, there is something about that reverie when you are young, 18, 19, 20, 21. I mean, probably a lot of people would give the opposite advice, but to me, I'm like, follow it, follow it. You uh, might not get that again. Like it's that yeah. moment in life, that Romeo and Juliet thing. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's so wonderful. I th- oh, maybe follow it. I don't know. People change so much in their twenties. It's probably bad advice, but
0: but who gives a shit? But it's actually good to hear
1: that because no one gives that advice. That's
0: true. It's very counterintuitive to give that advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should they get them pregnant in high school too?
2: Uh, I won't go. That won't make that headline on the show.
0: (laughs) BJ recommends high school seniors start procreating.
2: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I have all
1: these friends from middle school and high school who are still with their partners and they still are and And you just saw a bunch i just saw a bunch of them at a wedding and and they are and i'm always expecting to go and be like oh boy this is gonna be tough to watch and then they're like totally great
0: yeah
1: and it's also phases right like i've seen these people for 20 something years and there are times where i'm like oh yeah, I knew it. Yep, this is the end of that. And I called it. And <laughs> and, then, and then they enter a new phase, right? They have kids or something, and then they like revive the relationship. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's just a regular relationship yeah. where there's ups and downs. And yeah, it's nice. Your it's life nice. is your
2: life. You don't actually meet that many people in your life. Every single person that you meet is, is one of a very finite number. I feel like when we get to heaven, if there were such a thing, I just mean that hypothetically. Yeah. But like- let's say we met those three awkward encounters and this we saw each other we'd be like dax like hey bj like we know each other like you don't even have to be friends on this planet like just the fact that you met put yourself in like the 0.0001 of people that you've ever met it would be so exciting if you were somewhere scary and you saw you know someone even if you never really interacted
0: yeah you know, while you were talking, I was listening. But you know how you were out; yeah, you, yeah, you were sure. kind of thinking That's other fair. stuff. So, what I was—forty percent of my brain is just like swimming in guilt that I started the interview by saying that. It's, I'm not. I'm apologize. not recovering. I'm sorry. I oh, thought you no, would think I, it was. I thought you would think it was funny.
2: Well, I'm so but I insecure. Think kind that, of a like, stutter stuff. I'm so insecure that your <laughs> listeners were like, "Yeah, fuck that guy." Thank no. you.
0: Oh my god! No. 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 I hope I'm owning that the whole thing was in my head. But why wouldn't
2: I like you? other than be jealous of you. Well,
0: you want to hear the story I made up in my head? Yeah. Is like, oh, yeah. I had this opportunity on that show that no one else got. Yep. Also the show, like when it came out and was huge, that was so novel that it was a big show, cable television. Right. So I got all these opportunities that I was pretty certain wouldn't come everyone else's way that followed. Not based on talent, just based on, yeah. it was a headline that punked was a big thing. The Timberlake thing was a big thing. I knew they weren't going to let people have that much control over the show going forward. So my thought was, if you were on that show and then you didn't get to star in a Paramount movie three months later, I'd not like me either. (laughs) That was why it seemed very rational that maybe you were like, "Fuck that dude! Why did he get to go be in a movie after one season of Punked and I didn't?"
2: But that's exactly what it
0: was. (laughs) (laughs) But that didn't make you dislike me.
2: I don't think he's good or a good person. Right. 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 Yeah. right, Right. Okay. No, okay. I was very much, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, okay, but like, okay. But, not in, but a, in
1: a good way.
2: Yeah, in a <laughs> yeah. good in and a fun way. way. Yeah. And also, like, hating on you in that way, like, fuck that guy in my head. Like, it was my way of being your peer.
0: Well, I've talked about this on here a ton of times, which is, like, I was obsessed with Vince Vaughn. And so the way I handled that was I told rumors about him all the time. Like, if I heard a tidbit about <laughs> Vince Vaughn, you were going to hear it from me. Soon, okay. I was going to pass on this tidbit. And I think it, I was just exercising this. Like he's so great, I don't think I can be as good as him. Yet I want to be him. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm going to tell this rumor about him. So maybe he's not so good on this level. Oh, it's so gross See, to say. I never all this. sabotaged you. you <laughs> didn't I? Sabotaged Vince Vaughn. Well, and I'm he's okay. so well, yeah, embarrassed. He, by he survived. It. It. <laughs> he's okay. Yeah. But yeah. that was how I handled. I my, get like, it, though. I was in love with him.
1: You so were it, young. I was probably
0: too old to be doing that, though.
1: It's a complicated business.
2: (laughs) But let me ask you. So you're starring in a Paramount movie without a paddle. Yeah, I remember reading that in Variety. Okay. (laughs) Um, So you're starring in that movie, and you hear that the guy on season two like, hates you. Yes. or, Or thinks of you as his rival. Yeah. What would you have thought?
0: Thank you for putting it that way. Because if it was a dude just like me, I wouldn't have cared. That's it. Yes.
2: And I knew that. Yes. But- And it elevated me to be like, Dax is my but Because you're a
0: successful, smart writer and also recognized as a successful, smart writer by people I admire, I was probably jealous of that.
2: I never think that people are jealous of me. Do you ever think people are jealous of you? Never. I know. No, That's never. a weird thing. And when my friends are like- they're probably just jealous. I'm like, that's not it. No one's jealous. Yeah, exactly. That's not No one's it. fucking jealous Because you're of obsessed me. with your own shortcomings.
0: Mostly all I think about. But yes, you're so right. Had it just been like a nondescript person that wasn't threatening to me in any way, I probably would have not thought about it and thought it was probably
2: endearing. Yes, that's what I would think. But oh. then I became somewhat successful and now now you are like, oh that guy
0: okay yeah. so listen okay so this is another really fascinating thing because th- this is a, a little thing that happened between Husson and i which is Husson was in an interview for gq and he made this point that they give white schlubs their own shows and then i was one of the people he gave the example of being the white okay. schlubs that get their own show and he said that I was a uh, six or something. I wasn't very attractive. So we ended up talking and I, I said to him, I don't mind that you don't think I'm good looking. I don't either. I so think we, you ooh, are. I was just thinking <laughs> <of> that actually.
2: <laughs> well, and that you. was part of my jealousy too.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think I'm good looking, but thank you. Anyways, I said to him, I don't mind that you don't you think I'm unattractive. Yeah, join the club. I'm really bothered that you think I'm only working because I'm white. That. Hurts my feelings, because I've written everything I've been in. I have worked my ass off, and it would really hurt my feelings to think you think I just was given this. And he's like, dude, I don't think that. I recognize that, blah, blah, blah. We made peace. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. After the fact, it occurred to me, he probably just thought he was punching up. But I don't think of myself as right. someone that mm-hmm. you're punching up to, right? I don't. I think I'm the fucking kid going to the learning disabled room. And Huston's like, oh, look at that fucking dumbass, you know, the big dumb right. guy. And then once it occurred to me, like, is it possible that he just threw out an example that was so punching up he wouldn't even worry about how I would feel yeah. when I heard that? And I think that's what it was, but I don't think Hassan thinks he's punching up when he looks at me. So it's very hard to take that in the spirit that it really is.
2: Yeah, I was obviously punching up. But in, I don't think my, right. that. But that's how, that's how we see ourselves. Yeah. I know. I really like you is the thing. (laughs) Oh, come on. Don't overcompensate. I'm not gonna. It's so, But I can hear a sweetness
0: in your voice I've never heard before. I'm sincere. I'm very uh, vulnerable here. You are. <laughs> yeah. And I thought you were like smug and smart I and know, a better that's... writer than me. And, and that you're telling people I, yeah. But so
1: much of that is our physicality. Yeah, yeah, there's so much we cannot control based on our physical appearance. Some people look warm. Some people look serious. It has nothing to do with their personalities.
0: Yeah. I'm ashamed, though. No. I am embarrassed that I wouldn't have thought of it that way. What I do, do you mean? Th- then he actually, like, looked up to me. Not that he just thought I was a piece of shit, which is what I thought.
1: Yeah. Okay. But listen. yeah, This is the point of the show. This okay. happens every time. Okay. Yeah. That's why I said this is the first time it's been, like, talked about necessarily. It's but usually off been,
2: mic. Yeah, yeah. Normally,
1: before the person comes in, Dex it's like, oh, I just don't know about this person. I don't think I'm going
2: to like this person. Or I <laughs> don't. He doesn't <"I> usually <laughs> say it to start. <laughs> yeah. Say, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. And then it. I mean, it turned uh, into something But, but, but then they
1: always leave and he's always like. They were
2: great. 100% well,
0: of the time. Well, you get this
2: close to anybody. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: I know this is what. This is why this is the solution to everything, isn't it? But what
2: happens when we take the earphones off? Does I it like just revert?
0: You. 100%. 100%. No, it does. Oh, I mean, it does. I, I like it switches. You, 100%. 100%. Okay, it does
2: switch. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It really triggered my fear of being dumb. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it was. That,
2: like, I'm honestly tearing up. Like, that to me Well, good. Is now
0: you owe me an apology. <laughs> I want you to be embarrassed.
2: <laughs> no, like, I must have been made to feel so dumb as a kid. And now I epitomize to other people, like, oh, he thinks he's so fucking smart. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're
1: not doing that. It's not on you. It's people putting that on you. They're projecting it, so you can't take that. Yeah, but on. your whole
2: the whole thing that you want to do in this business is what you put into the world, what you make people feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to make people feel like, oh, that's smart, like me. Right. You know, I yeah. want to speak to this. Like when I saw things like Mister Show or The Simpsons, I was like, that's smart to me. Yeah. They're talking to me. Yeah. You know, I want to talk to people like that.
0: Yeah, I was pretty convinced that Kids in the Hall was made solely for me. In mm-hmm. Michigan, I'm like, I don't think anyone watches this show but yeah. me. I think they're keeping it on the air for me. And That's I love what it.
2: Bill Hader said about the Dana Carvey show. They have a great documentary about it. Uh-huh. It's oh, too yeah, yeah, funny yeah. to fail. Yes. And he was like, as soon as I sh- saw the show, I was like, this is getting canceled because this is exactly for me. Uh-huh. And my taste is <laughs> so niche. Only. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: We leave Harvard and we get to LA. And how long before leaving Harvard to your on About two years. And in that two years, what are you busy doing? I had a
2: writing job. Okay, I wrote right on the sitcom "Raising Dad." Sorry, Raising Bob Saget. Yeah, I was very unhappy, but I knew it was like an amazing opportunity. Right. So, and I remember, and I think of this still. I I would always remind myself all day how much money I was making because it was a lot of money. Yeah. And I was like, "You're making so much money," and I realized later, like when I was in the office, I never once thought about the money. Oh wow. And I was like, "That's a bad sign." If you're ever thinking about how much money you're making, you're not happy. That's a
0: great point. That is. How much like just generalized anxiety over finances do you have out of 10, do you, would you say?
2: Zero. And that, I don't spend very much, but to me, the luxury of being successful is not thinking about money. Yes. That is a luxury that almost nobody has.
0: I totally agree with you. But But then
2: plenty of people are rich and they're spending a lot and they're worried about it. So, yeah. Or maybe if you come from anxiety, you always stay. I'll tell you the karma that did pay off for me. So I had this moment as a stand-up when I was like 24, right before Punked or during Punked or something, where I suddenly had heat and people uh-huh. were coming out to see me. And I was like the young comic. Yeah. And I've seen it happen to other people since. And that was my time. Yeah. And the Fox Network came to a showcase and I just had a great night. Yeah. And I heard afterwards that Fox wanted to make a deal with me. And Greg Daniels was with his wife, Suzanne Daniels, who had a producing deal, Fox. So he just came with her mm. yeah and saw me and thought, Oh, he might be good for that office thing. Oh so I got a separate call from Greg. Oh my and I knew God. who he was. Yeah. I knew how good he was. And so I met with Fox and they offered me more money and I was out of money. I was like in debt to my dad. Like I'm fine. I'm a lucky sure, sure person, sure. but you feel insecure. And they offered me a ton of money. And the office was like a much maligned reboot of a British show, et cetera. Yeah. But Almost Greg, felt sacrilegious at the yeah, time. Yeah, but Greg met with me and he drew me two circles, a Venn diagram, and he said, this is um, comedy that everybody likes and this is the cool, innovative comedy that people people like us like. And then the part in the middle, he said, I'm only interested in this part. Mm. And I was like, I'll follow this guy anywhere. Yeah, That's exactly yeah, yeah. what I want. I want that cool, innovative comedy that everybody likes. Yes. Because it yeah. speaks to everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Simpson, so, Seinfeld, yeah, and it, to me again, that's the everybody is smart philosophy I have. You, there is a version of that smart that everybody likes, and TV is the epitome of it. Seinfeld, Simpsons, yeah. these are the smartest shows. They were the biggest hits. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. people like smart things. People are smart. Yeah. So I have this meeting. I'm on fire from it, and it's nine thousand dollars is the guarantee. Ooh. And Fox is it's like six. It's like yeah, yeah, not even comparable.
0: What an incredibly hard decision as your first decision. First big decision.
2: And I was like, well, you don't know what's going to happen with anything. And the responsible thing is to take the Fox deal. For sure. I told my manager, I'm taking the Fox deal. And then he calls me at 7 a.m. He says, I was up all night. I couldn't sleep. When we started working together, we said we'd never do anything for the money. The money would always follow. Mm. And if if you take that deal, it's for the money. And I pulled out. And I took the office Wow! and it was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. So look, I was incredibly lucky to be in that situation anyway, but it was very stressful and I did bet on that and it did turn out well.
0: Yeah. Now how quickly upon arriving at the office before you feel like you are in the flow there and you're not like the dude who just got out of college and don't belong there. Right away.
2: Right away. I was the cockiest writer there. (laughs) And I was right. I was on fire at the very beginning (laughs) Uh and wrote all my best scripts right away. Uh I really had a hot hand. And it was later that I kind of got, like, I kind of looked down. I was like, whoa, you know, Uh like, I don't know. And that's when my scripts got shakier. Uh It was kind of middle seasons.
0: Well, one thing could, yeah, be that, that insatiable hunger you arrive with. And then as you get feeling more safe...
2: Or it's, it was just that it was the uncertainty at the beginning that made me not pull people. I just, I just had a vision. And then later, there's a lot of writers. There's a lot of eyes on the show. Yeah. I'm kind of maybe playing it safer or splitting the difference. And then I get more rattled when someone disagrees. And, um, yeah. So yeah, my scripts got shakier. They got more rewritten in the middle seasons. Uh-huh. And then towards the end, I think I found it again.
0: Uh huh. And Greg Daniels, I've been told by Mike is like the guy you'd want to learn how to show run from.
2: Yes. I mean, he's the real deal. And he also, he cared about teaching everybody. So like Mindy and I were like 24, 25. Yeah. And we're not only getting a chance to write scripts, we're in the edit bay because he wants to teach you because he's going to live one of these days. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's like teaching everybody how to edit, yeah. how to be on set. Writers get to direct. Some of the writers and actors go back and forth. Some of the actors ended up writing scripts. So he kind of, he wants you to learn, which a lot of people don't, yeah. They keep everything very separate. He liked it fluid.
0: Doesn't it just scream confidence to you?
2: Yeah. yeah. But another confident thing is that he would show his doubts. He would say, I'm, I can't decide this or that. And he'd poll everybody. Uh-huh. And he'd show the people in other departments, like the accountant. Like, what do you think of these two? Should Jimmy and Pam kiss or not? Yeah. he she'd be like, mm. nope. You know, whatever. Like that I've learned a lot from too is just ask everybody because you know when you hear it.
1: That Venn diagram, he I mean, it's so crazy because that's exactly what The Office was. Yes. It is mass appeal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anyone who doesn't love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so different, especially at that time. Yeah. It's so different. No, he drew so his own bullseye and it's then cra- he hit he it. He hit it. It's hit so it. crazy.
0: What's interesting is we both have this experience too, which is about the same time I go do Idiocracy, which is only the second movie I was ever in,
2: by the way, why isn't that a show? Idiocracy. Yeah, people refer to it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it got, I went with Paul Lieberstein to see that. Uh, I was so excited and I called movie phone, remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, here's yeah. how much yeah. the studio dumped that movie. Yeah, It was blah, 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 715, 930, untitled Mike Judge movie. <gasps> it was called untitled oh, Mike yep. Judge God. movie on movie phone when it was out. What oh, the hell? Yeah. And people still <laughs> refer to it constantly. <laughs> Way more than it was seen. Now it's been seen. Yeah. Well,
0: that's what I was going to compare our experience, which is like, now I didn't have the front end wave, but isn't it wild that, when did you start on that show, 2004? Five, yeah. 2005, that it was like this huge, significant thing in your life. And then now, 16 years later, it has this enormous wave on Netflix and mm-hmm. everywhere else where it's like, it's bigger than it's ever been.
2: Mm-hmm. That we're here feel- with... Two of our early things being yes, super I yeah. feel
0: like we're like musicians who wrote a hit song in the <laughs> 70s and we get to play it for a long time, which I'm grateful for.
2: There are huge fans
0: now of The Office that literally were one when it was right. out originally totally. or something. Yeah. And what part of the process did you like the most?
2: One of my biggest regrets was not enjoying any of it as much as I should have now that I look back. And people say, wasn't that incredible? Like, you're never going to get that again. Steve Carell in the room, John, Jenna, Rain, like those writers, like it'll never happen again. Or maybe something special will happen in a different way. But at the time, I was just so insecure nervous. How long is this gonna last? Yeah. Am I gonna get any lines in the next episode? Yeah. Is my script gonna get rewritten? Am I gonna get fired? What happens when this show is canceled? Am I making the most of this moment? I was so competitive and, and career obsessed and self-obsessed and I'm like scratching myself nervous. Talk about <laughs> it. But that, um, you know, that I didn't just relax so not marrying my high school girlfriend, and not but like, um, I didn't just relax and just let myself be one with the office. And I was still able to do some good work and enjoy some good times, but not nearly as much.
0: Have you heard Seinfeld on Stern? No, that sounds great. It's incredible. It always is. I think he's done it three or four times, but he's the same way. He's like, you know, I just wish I could have enjoyed Seinfeld. So I guess it's, it's this weird paradox where it's like, that's a very common regret, I feel like.
2: I've thought that if I could live my whole life over, knowing it all turned out okay, whatever Mm. that means, I would enjoy every second. I'd be like, oh, here I am on that (laughs) eighth grade bus ride that Mm. lasted Mm. too long. You know, just like, as long as you know, it's okay.
0: Yeah, we got that. You
2: you could enjoy everything, but you never know. That's what I think nostalgia is. It's memory minus anxiety. Mm. It's remember that because what you forget is wondering is the office getting canceled?
0: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Other than that, it was yeah. great. And if you just trust it will work out how it's supposed to work out, I think you could enjoy everything.
0: What was even the... The, the case you were building in your head With how it would be canceled Considering
2: it was like their biggest show Oh, it wasn't their biggest show for a while The first season was very low rated Oh, okay. okay. And I would look on It's funny, I remember looking on the IMDB message board For the office uh-huh. Constantly when it was a pilot uh-huh. And it would be like, this show is going to be the biggest failure I can't believe they're adding a laugh track And I'd be like, oh no And they'd be like, wait, you're on the show You know there's no laugh track <laughs> right. These guys don't know anything But I would listen to it I'd be like, oh no, I made the wrong call I didn't make the box deal you know like you just listen to everybody but yeah season one was very low rated and season two was better rated yeah and then but like i literally played the temp like i'm the easiest possible guy to fire sure sure sure
0: and what's wild is i had a meeting with greg right in the last season of the show i went there
2: Uh and y'all wrote where you shot right yeah yeah that that was very rare we were there all day yeah in actual dunder mifflin
0: (laughs) yes it would be weird to be a A writer on the show and then also an actor where it's like some days you're going to take a right and go to hair and makeup instead of going to the writer's room or wherever.
2: Yeah, but it's funny because I did have some attachment to it as a place. I would be like at a Dunder Mifflin desk, like doing my work or drinking coffee, (laughs) Uh you know, and I was in the suit. I did work there, uh you know, for real in a way. It all blurred. Yeah. And I knew
0: that was special. Now, I read this really funny thing you said once that was... Basically, like, the giveaway that this whole thing has been a dream is the simple fact that you happen to also be on a show with a dude you went to high school with. Yeah. And you guys even wrote something together at
2: one point? Yeah, so I wrote the senior show, which was, like, the big fun show uh-huh. that everyone does, not just the theater kids. Like, okay. that was a big, raucous Newton South tradition. I'm talking about John Krasinski really quick, just so, so you know. Well, you
1: guys went to the they same- They went to the same
2: high school, same high school. What? That's yeah.
1: crazy. Same class, everything. That's the simulation. Little league team, everything.
0: Same little league team. Yeah, the Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> what would you rate your friendship at that time out of ten?
2: Like a six? Like that's weirder that we weren't lifelong friends. We were lifelong friendly acquaintances. Yeah, like that yeah. doesn't usually happen. Like no. Yeah. But you guys were f- cool, and you. Oh, totally. Yeah. But did you
1: have a? Part in then casting
2: him I mean it's funny It was exactly the same As my life has gone Ever since Which was John was like The cool kid I was the writer Uh, I wrote a lead part For John And gave myself A little part Yeah (laughs) And he was amazing And I was good enough And yeah Wow
1: that's great. But yeah, That's if I crazy. woke up
2: and it was all a dream, I'd be like, yeah, why the hell was John Krasinski? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, the
0: algorithm is bad. There, yeah, The yeah. simulation's like, they got exactly. lazy.
2: Yeah, or like he didn't shuffle the Uno deck. Yeah, Yeah. Uh-huh. Like two wild cards in a row.
0: Was there any aspect that was like, I don't know that this is the case for me as much, but I think for a lot of actors, they move out of their small town and they come here And then they kind of adopt a new persona. It's a great chance to kind of reinvent yourself when you get here. I should have done that. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe you and John were both pretty authentic to who you had been in high school. I guess guess what I'm saying was,
2: yeah, was there any moment you were like, what? what?" Or you're like, this is a movie star version of you or? Yeah, well, I, I do remember I ran into him in a blockbuster video. Which dates it, like right after, and it was like, Hey, man, I'm like, I'm doing theater and improv. And I was like, Oh God, I'm the real deal. I'm doing this. I did this all through high school. You know what I mean? Okay. And then I was unpunked, and then Uh I saw him at the audition, and I was gonna be Ryan. I had already been hired as Ryan, and this was the audition for Jim. And I was like, Of course. Like, (laughs) of course. It was jealous, but also excited. Uh-huh. Like this guy looks just like Jim. Yeah. And yeah. he's totally gonna get it and here we go. Uh-huh. and now I won't be the most famous office star at my high school reunion. <laughs> but like he's the right, Oh my but, god, I didn't the, even but, think
0: of that. But the show's gonna be
2: good. You know what I mean? Oh my god, that's <laughs> Yeah, no, that's crazy.
1: Was he cool in high school? Yeah, he Yeah,
0: was, if yeah. Vince Vaughn had gone to my high school, I would have just killed myself a while ago, I think. Right. <laughs> and on top of everything else.
1: You couldn't even be the shining star of your
0: high school. No, I know. Diet Vince that's, Vaughn. I mean, I do
2: think that that's a cosmic <laughs> joke on me. That is. Yeah, yeah.
0: it is. It really Don't is. Don't forget,
2: have- <laughs> I'm going to make John Krasinski even more famous for the exact same thing.
0: Wow. Obviously, if I was directing the scene, it'd be like you arrived first. People were really thrilled. It yeah. was going good. And then fucking Krasinski he rolls in he rolls in yeah, to the like party.
2: <laughs> like rocket ship
0: stay tuned for more armchair expert if you dare we are supported by rocket money now if anyone has listened to more than two episodes of this show i bet you would know that i can't stand subscriptions and I think my they primary, get away from us. They do. Yeah. My primary complaint about subscriptions is I forget that I have them. I don't even use them anymore. And then quitting them is nearly impossible.
1: It really is. <laughs> now,
0: this is where Rocket Money comes in. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, You have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place and see if there's something you don't want. Rocket Money can help you cancel it within a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for you. Yeah, this is wonderful. Uh, By 20%. 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. What a blessing. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million. Dollars in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash dax. That's rocketmoney.com slash dax. Rocketmoney.com slash dax. We are supported by Viator. Now, Monica, I'm going to Lisbon. Uh, So
3: exciting.
1: And I'm
0: going to use Viator because, you know, I can book a tuk-tuk tour of the city on Viator.
3: Yeah,
1: I feel like you can look up even other fun things you guys can do together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is where you go to find an experience while you're traveling. Because no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in, Viator can help you plan better travel experiences. With over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, means you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Enjoy real travel reviews to get inside information from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. Plus, Viator offers 24-7 customer service so you know you'll get the support at any hour if things aren't going as planned. Download the Viator app now and use code VIATOR10 for 10% off your first booking. Find travel experiences for you and do more with Viator. We are supported by a zip recruiter. Oh, get recruiting. Nah. Patience is a good thing to have, but you shouldn't wait around for everything. Sometimes if you want something, it's better to just go for it. I'm a just go for it kind of guy. You got to get it. Yeah, I'd rather find out I was wrong than not try. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else you don't want to miss out on, especially as a business owner? Hiring the best people for your team. That's why you should check out ZipRecruiter. Try it for free right now at ZipRecruiter.com DAX. They can help find top talent fast. And once you find a candidate you like, ZipRecruiter puts you at the front of the pack. Use their pre-written invite to apply message to connect with your favorites ASAP. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate candidate within the first day just go to ziprecruiter.com dax to try it for free again that's ziprecruiter.com dax ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire tap the banner to learn more can we talk about mindy for one second because we're both obsessed with her We've been doing the show for almost four years. We've probably said out loud on the show over 65 times how badly we would like to Is that why her. I'm here? No.
1: I was like, I think we'll probably talk about Mindy, but we probably shouldn't because I don't want to trigger uh-huh. BJ. Because if I was in his position and then we were doing the interview and by the end someone was like, you know, we love Dax. I'd be uh, like, ah, me too.
0: Well, I guess my interest here is simply we're kind of obsessed with her. Mary and, and you guys are best friends, and you dated and stuff. So you clearly see even yeah, more than what we see. I get it. See. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yes, and then I also think we're in a unique situation where it's like you met Mindy, and if you become s-
2: better friends with Mindy, then I will kill myself.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Fucking Dax. No, 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 no. But I met Monica before she was Monica Padman, which is there. It's very thrilling, right? I right? think. Yeah, and to see how someone acts in the wake of that is really interesting. And from my point of view, Monica's like perfect at it. She's not doing what I did, which is like read about myself nonstop when I could, Google search myself. I mean, it took me three years to learn- I would search
2: you too. (laughs) 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 See how are you doing? See how much further ahead of me you were. And you're, I think four years older. I can't right. Comprehend so I knew your yeah, age. Well, oh, so right. I was like, all right, but at this age, okay, he's done that, but that means I have 4 years to do this and you and I <laughs> yeah. are
0: so fucking similar. I would like I'd be like uh, at one time I knew exactly how old Vince Vaughn was in swingers. I'm like, well, that ship sailed, you're not going to be him. That you know, look at him here. Yeah.
2: And then you find someone else and
0: I'm having a really hard time comprehending that that was that's your truth, but I am accepting it. But the notion that you would have been clocking, like, okay, well, I've oh, years. Oh, I still remember I your picture understand. on the
2: punked website. Oh,
1: my God. And you're looking
2: off to the side <laughs> with your fucking cool spiky blonde hair. I'm like, this little Jewish comedy writer. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, I have a really hard time understanding that.
2: But we all do. Someone looks at me like that. Absolutely. Like everyone Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that.
0: It's probably best that you can't imagine it or that I no, can.
2: No, it would be so good if we could. I think if you do MDMA you're like, "Oh my god, well, I see it. One. That's why I did
0: drugs so much okay. is cuz when did I'm on them, I do feel like someone who is Came wonderful and attractive and, and, yeah. and yes, and people yeah. are drawn to and yeah. the, the future is so optimistic. There'll be no financial yeah. issues and
1: But when do you let it go? Right? Like I had that with her. With Mindy. Like I'm just like following her and like, oh my God, she's yeah. doing this and she's doing this and she's so brilliant and and I want to be that and I want to do this. But then at some point I'm like, well, I'm just not her. Like you just have to, you have to go into some acceptance mode yeah. and it's good. I think and you can't really be you until you let go of not being someone else.
2: Well, to me, she's what she is to you. She is so yeah. extraordinarily successful and amazing, but all the time, I mean, if if and when she comes on, I'm sure she'll tell you the same thing. But she is always thinking, "Oh no, everything's a mess. Everything's ruined. I'll yeah. never work again." Like, just this is not. I've seen it for years. But yeah, you know, all successful people think like that.
0: Exactly. And yeah. so, is it is it a waste of time to even wish we weren't that way and just, or rather, just go like, "Yeah, that's how we are," and that, and that, and then the result of it is this great thing. And I just got to take that lump with what comes out of it. And I have a fantasy where I would work out of the love of being creative. Yes, that sounds. So wonderful. And I wish I could achieve that. And I certainly have inched towards it. But at the very
2: beginning, wasn't it that at the beginning of anything?
0: I was at the Groundlings. Yeah. Nothing was going to happen. Like, there's no paycheck. You can't get promoted. Those shows and writing for my classmates was probably the high watermark of my enjoyment of this long experience, which is I was doing it for no reason other than to make my classmates laugh, Mm -hmm. hopefully. And to enjoy be- oh, them man. making me laugh. Yeah. There was no goal. I mean, there was the ultimate goal, yes, of like getting on Saturday night Live, but no illusions of like Sunday night, if the show's great, I'm going to blank. That didn't happen. Right. It's just Sunday, the show's over, and that's that. Right. Whereas your show airs, and then the next day you're like, what did it do? Right. And if it did this number, it means this. And I start plugging it into all these different models to see where I'm going to end up in five years. Yes. And that's exhausting and not fun and, and, and not and, pleasurable. And, draining
2: and that's that was what I was saying about being on The Office, was right. that I was there. I was. And Steve Carell once said earlier on, we're going to be remembered for the rest of our lives what we do here on this show. And I was like, well, that's a nice thing to say, but you're Steve Carell, I'm sure. But as big as his career is, The Office did yeah. become the biggest thing that we've done. Yeah. And I wish that I was like what you're saying. I was thinking, okay, but... What's next? What are they gonna think of me? Yeah, yeah. Like, what am I gonna do? Like this is gonna be the launching pad to what? Whereas literally, when I was on punked, someone said to me, another actor is like, I think this is a really good, you know, launching pad. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, we're here. I'm on punked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most exciting. Yeah. Other than chasing you, I was in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it was fun. I didn't I thought this is this is it. Yeah. And I I just wherever you are. This
0: is it. Let's talk about you being in *Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that was
2: absolutely. Oh, my God.
0: Okay. I just had a fucking flash of being jealous of you. Just now remember. Of that? Yes, I'm watching *Inglorious Bastards, and I think they're on a dolly, and they're going across our bastard. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy's in Pitt's crew. And
2: there's that guy
0: who you think doesn't like you.
2: (laughs) Right, and he's in my hero's movie. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, I had a real blast of jealousy. Okay. Okay, good. Doesn't make me happy. Okay, okay. Um, but it makes
2: me happy for the interview. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. how do you get to an audition? How do you, or were you? Did he cast yeah. you? How did you? End no, I was in?
2: just. I was called into an audition. I oh. went there. There's my hero, like in the flesh. I read, you the scene. read for him. I read for him. <gasps> he read with me because oh he my, likes reading. Oh my god! He laughed. Oh my! It god. was all I thought about until I got the part. All oh. I thought about until I filmed it. Oh! oh. All wow. I've thought about since. <laughs> like you know, yeah. It was
0: everything you wanted it to be.
2: Yeah. Were I you mean, present it, for that? I was very present. I was so nervous, though. I wish I had relaxed more. Uh-huh. But I was present as fuck. Yeah. And I knew then it would never be like this again because it's also, it's Brad Pitt. Well, that's he's wearing bad. a white tuxedo. Double You're in win. Europe. It's like insane. And also, he's the only person, I think, that loves the glamour, the religion of movies. It's a job. Tarantino or Pitt? Tarantino. Yes. 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 Everything else I've been on or even heard of. It's a job. There's not magic to it. It might be art. It might be amazing. But there's not the sense that you are in a magical universe and it is with him. Mm. And he sees it that way and you see it that way. And so it's its own world. But I was so intimidated. I remember, I knew he liked cigars and I bought a box of cigars on Thanksgiving. We're in Thanksgiving in Berlin at Sally Menke's house. That late, great editor. Yeah, yeah. um, I bought a box of cigars and then I gave them to my friend Omar in the movie and I was too shy to join them to smoke cigars. I was so, I bought the cigars and I heard like, hey, Quentin's breaking out the cigars. And I was so, I don't know what came over me. I was so nervous that I didn't go. And I'm sure he thought I was a dick from it. You know what I mean? But like, (sighs) I was like, I can't, I can't cross that line. I had bought the cigars. Oh man. For I him. Hate this and then I couldn't story, even BJ. But isn't it so oh, real? I've never told so the story. Real, Yeah. And so oh. it, and that happens to me a lot. It happened with him, it happens to a lot of people. I'm I'm yeah. so excited about them. Uh-huh. And I, I can't show it. I just like shut down. Uh-huh. And then they're like, Who's that dick in the corner? He's just quiet. like avoiding me. Man. Yeah, he probably thinks he's smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, he's he's like, no. like, yeah. my hero, and I'm avoiding him because I'm like, I just froze up. <laughs> Oh, man.
1: I mean, obviously he likes you or he wouldn't have cast you.
2: At the time he cast me, I don't know. I don't know. That happens a lot with me, with people I admire.
0: Mm. Mm. Okay, so my two great obsessions in show business are Brad Pitt and Tarantino. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you had the double fucking whammy, it's like you're Mm -hmm. either listening to Pitt make a monologue or you're hearing Tarantino come in and talk about what just happened. And were you thinking like, I must imprint
2: every syllable? I remember this literally because... Quentin would drink with the crew out, and I'd want to get drunk with Tarantino, but I was also so worried I wouldn't remember every word he said. And I was like, I, I was like, should I take notes? Or I'd ask him a question, and he would go on and on. And I, I was like, No, no, film history is like is like being erased because I've had a, a drink. Oh my god, <laughs> this is so, so,
0: I can relate so much to this. Yeah, I had that with the with Mike Judge. I was just like. You know, if you want to get breakfast tomorrow or whatever, I'm just, you know, I'm solo here in Austin. So, like, I'll just go anywhere with you. I'll come to your house. And how'd it go? Lovely. Like, I fell in love with him. I can't say what he felt about me. But, like, I was like, yeah, I'll come over to your house. I mean, just inviting me. But that's,
2: yeah, that's the opposite of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: the big difference. Yeah. And so... You run two different risks. So, mine is I've I'm most certainly been an unwelcomed visitor places. That's assured. Versus, I don't go and they think maybe I don't like them. So, it's like, I don't know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd rather just be an unwanted guest. I'd rather run that risk.
2: I love that. Yeah. I think, yeah, whenever I'm like, should I blurt this out or not? I'm uh, always glad I did. Yeah. Instead yeah, of yeah. censoring mm-hmm. yourself. So, you left before the office ended, though. I was gone the very last season. Yeah.
0: And what took you away from there?
2: A few things I was burnt out uh-huh. Mindy had left Okay Carell had left Okay And they wanted a new showrunner uh-huh. And they asked if I would Want to do that And I couldn't imagine it And I also couldn't imagine like be Just hanging around without it Yeah, yeah And I just couldn't do it anymore I didn't have the love I didn't Yeah And it wa- And I remember I Greg brought me into his office And he was like What is it? Like how can I keep you here? And I think he thought it was a negotiation Or right. oh, I need more money Or I need more time off Or whatever I need more lines Whatever Yeah And I said Sometimes you just know when it's time. Yeah, And he said, I got it. Yeah, And that was it. Because he had left SNL, the same I, reason.
0: I would imagine that you respected the show enough to not want to do a bad job at it.
2: Yeah, the very, very end, I didn't have the love.
0: And so where did you go immediately? I know you ended up writing on, you were consulting on Mindy's show for a yeah, minute. Yeah, I
2: hung out there. I wouldn't quite call it a breakdown, but I really, um, I was really, I had kind of a breakdown. I, okay. I was really burnt out and unhappy. I'd just been through this breakup that, through me. And, and it was just time. And I'd never really grown up. I'd been on the show from like 25 to like 31 or yeah. 32. And I had never had to do anything for myself. And I think I had become just sort of a, a self. I hadn't learned how to do anything.
0: Would I, I be right in guessing that if you're spending all your time and focus on this show and the show turns out great, which it did,
2: that
0: yeah. that can be enough to buoy you for the rest of your life, which is dangerous. Like, oh yeah, my house is a mess. Oh, this is fucked up. Oh yeah, I didn't call back. That the thing I'm focused on is working. Yeah It's and, dangerous and right it's,
2: And it's like Oh it makes sense Someone else should take care of everything Yeah And it yeah, becomes yeah. very dangerous and, and I've played into it Yeah But someone told me once If you want to know If someone's a celebrity Ask them to fill out a form
1: <laughs> Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god You ever That's get a form
2: You're like well, This should be pre-filled <laughs> Like I don't, I don't know My social security <laughs> Like Send whatever Send it to my manager Yeah, yeah. Exactly People, And I was very glad At the beginning of the office I left my clothes On the floor of my trailer uh, now, I, that's what I did at home That's uh-huh. what I do in my bedroom uh-huh. I didn't think or mean anything by it And I'm so grateful The wardrobe person came to me yeah. Said, hey, just so you know It's disrespectful to leave your clothes on the floor Put them on the couch or hang them up
0: Good for them, Good yeah. For yeah. them. I told But you. nobody
2: did that to me And I became like I don't know, a jerk without realizing in all kinds of departments, I'm sure. Yeah. I cringe the more I learn about things. And No one would do that. They would probably behind my back say stuff, but no one's like, hey, here's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. Yeah. there was yeah. no parenting in Hollywood if you're an actor or whatever. So yeah, I, so I left that show and, and I hadn't learned much and I had been in the room. I had all these notebooks I kept of every idea that didn't fit the office. And I started writing them down. I was like, oh, there's probably 20 movies in here. 40 movies there was like 100 opening lines yeah so i started writing them down to see what i could turn them into and then i just kept writing them they became a book of short stories yes and then that was 64 short stories. 64 short stories and it was very cathartic for me to just be alone in my house like finding out my own voice again yeah and then the the most pure joyous creative thing i ever did i wrote this children's book i was with my best friend's kid and he kept handing me books to read him (laughs) yeah and Truly, like you're saying, that creative spark. It was pure creativity and the most like successful single thing I've ever done. So that's the lesson.
0: This is a book without pictures. The book
2: with no pictures, the yeah. The
0: book with no pictures. And I was
2: like, what does he hope I read him? Like, and I was like, oh, a book where I'm like, I have to make fun of myself. It's like a script. Uh-huh. So I wrote that book. And then that was so joyous to have this book that made kids laugh.
0: Was it on the fucking bestsellers, Children's, for like 160 weeks or yeah. something
2: bonkers? You know, for four years. So I wrote those books, then it was time to go back. But I felt lost. I felt lost. Yeah. And I wanted to feel lost after all that.
0: Like you feel like maybe you had skipped the part of your young adulthood where, where you would have kind of learned who you were as a exactly. man. Yeah.
2: I did not know who I was. I was part of this show,
0: but yeah. I, did, I did
2: not know who I was.
0: And how many years did that last? Probably like five. Five
2: years. Three. I don't. You don't know time in LA. Three years, ten years. <laughs> I don't know. So, were
0: you exploring like therapy or anything? How were you trying to help yourself through it? <sighs> yeah,
2: therapy. Yeah. I think I didn't do enough. Honestly, it was kind of a mess. Uh-huh. Yeah, I felt very lost. Felt yeah. like I also I could go anywhere. I had money. Right. I could act. I could write. I could do TV. I could do film, and no one was telling me what to do. Yeah. And so I kind of half did everything, and then books, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I didn't have people in my life, really. I had Mindy as a very close friend, but I didn't have a relationship. I didn't have a group of friends. LA was very isolating and and I didn't have a path. And again, like the actor thing, people are like, whatever you want. And so I didn't really know what to, I was very sad.
0: Well, I would imagine too, like you're, you're also at that age where it's like, okay, TikTok, I don't know about you, but for me, I was always like, okay, 32, man, it is time mm-hmm. to find someone to have a kid with if mm-hmm. you're going to, like, this is a big priority of mine and I've not done the work yeah. that would lead up to that. So yeah. was that part of the panic at all like
2: yeah but then instead of getting somewhere uh i would just be like i gotta have a drink i gotta take a (laughs) break i gotta (laughs) distract myself with like a a hookup or something this is my other advice to kids marry your high school girlfriend (laughs) enjoy whatever you're doing in the moment Uh and uh, yeah get your life together do the work and i didn't do the work and i paid for it yeah with kind of loneliness and being
0: a jerk can i suggest something one thing i say on here a lot is that what saved my life ultimately was getting famous In that, I was suicidal as an alcoholic with success. And so the gift of that was I could no longer say I was upset because I wasn't successful. For 10 years, Mm -hmm. I was unsuccessful out here. Mm -hmm. And so I could say the root of all my problems was that that I didn't have money, oh. that I no one was recognizing that I was talented. And then that, when
2: you still had and problems. And then when I got
0: all the shit and I'm like, oh, I'm more miserable with all the shit than I was with none of the shit. Yeah. What a fucking gift, because had that not happened, I would have died thinking, oh, I'd be f- complete inside if I were successful. I would have told myself that lie forever and kept drinking. I'm pretty wow. sure. Yeah. So I think in a really bizarre way, like getting everything I wanted and still being miserable and, and lonely and suicidal was like, what a fucking gift. And I would imagine for you, similarly, you're in the wake of having been on the most successful show of the last decade. You're financially fine yeah, and you're fucking miserable. right? It helps to be able to recognize that when you've checked the two big boxes that are supposed to help you feel good, you recognize, oh, something else is going on. Something
2: else is going on. Lack of connection and ego that prevents you from doing that. And the ability to do anything makes you do nothing sometimes.
0: And what pattern do you think you were most likely to fall in in friendships and relationships? What pattern? Yeah, like, so for me, I come on like a freight train. I want you to like me. I want you to fall in love with me. You fall in love with me. I start thinking you probably aren't that good of a person if you love me. Mm. I start getting unattracted to you because why would you like me? And then I'm not this glowing flashlight in your face anymore because that's the pattern I, mm-hmm. and I would find myself in quite often.
2: I once read about Putin. Oh, I love Putin. (laughs) (laughs) He said, he'll never forgive someone for loving him.
3: Oof. He'll never forgive somebody for loving him. Yeah, and I feel that
2: sometimes. I feel that I can attract such loyalty and love from some people around me. Now I'm getting emotional again. I can do that and then it makes me probably the same self-loathing and triggers, but it makes me not trust them Mm -hmm. anymore or not respect them or think they're wrong. I'm remembering, you know, I I was at such a low point at one point a few years ago in this whole mess period. And my little brother, who's 12 years younger, Lev, and Lev looked up to me so much. He thought I was the best. He's such a hype man. He's such a happy puppy. And um, I couldn't talk to him anymore because I was so down on myself. And then um, I didn't return his calls. I just couldn't face it. And I just resented that he admired me and thought I was great.
0: Because you knew the truth.
2: Yeah. I knew the truth. And my mom had to call me and say, Hey, like Lev is, is really hurt and confused. Yeah. You know, and it was because he loved me so much. Yeah. yeah, And I couldn't, Mm. I couldn't accept it. Yeah. I couldn't accept it. I couldn't talk to him, but I I was just like, he's so fucking wrong. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. And so you can turn on people for loving you when you feel it. So that is the most sort of I get to quote Putin. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, most yeah, yeah. colorful example I can think of. Yeah. Of a pattern. Yeah.
0: And how would that work itself out with female relationships? Similarly? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Monica, can I tell your story?
1: Sure.
0: She liked a teacher. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say a name or anything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to say where. But she had a teacher she liked, and then at some point you made there out was with some
1: them. No, there was just some reciprocation. Wasn't we didn't.
0: No. I thought you went to his
2: apartment. No, and you, guys you okay.
1: You have said that so many times, I and know. I've corrected you so many I know. It's times. It's really and you in, in my
2: head. These, What age are you? Is this high school great or No,
1: no, this was at UCB. Oh, was, so I okay. was
0: twenty-five. Okay, well that's 23 better
1: 23. than I thought is. you were
0: saying. Well, she also was super okay. in love with all of her teachers as a child because that's, that's my
1: pattern. of okay. liking people who aren't available to me. Okay, so then this teacher was in the mix, but then he kind of became a little bit more available. And then I was like Ew, You don't like him anymore. He shouldn't like me. Mm-hmm. If he likes me, there's something wrong with him, so I no longer like him.
0: I've mm-hmm. misassessed him.
1: Yes. You said you had a girlfriend mm-hmm. who was A multiple girlfriend. He was obsessed with her growing up and then he started dating her. Uh-huh. He was like, Oh no. I got the purse. It'd be like if I started dating Matt this Damon. guy, although I think that would have worked out <laughs> Yeah, perfectly. I'm sure
2: that would be but the one that works. You guys look good together. Yeah, in I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Very
1: like natural. How, oh, man. Very Oof. natural.
2: He does look very teacher-like to you, though. He looks yeah, like he's he in this does. picture. Yeah. Encouraging smile. You yeah. can do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Classmate of yours. So smart. Well,
2: I mean, yeah. we can stretch it.
3: Yeah.
1: God, he's handsome. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, and once he got that, that again was supposed to cure the thing. I was
0: supposed to look in the mirror and go like, you handsome, fucking awesome yeah. dude. And instead? I'm like, you tricked her. She's mm-hmm. going to find out you're, I hadn't been offered an acting job in a year. I was uh-huh. like, she's going to find out shortly my career's over and it's an embarrassment to her to be with me. Right. People are curious why the fuck is she with him. All the things I thought it would it would heal. It made worse. Mm -hmm. Whatever insecurities I had just got amplified. So
2: that's part of your realizing, oh, this doesn't cure it.
0: Correct. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna have to give myself some self-esteem. No one else is gonna be able to give it to me. Mm -hmm. God knows I've tried. That goes with dudes too. I gotta tell you, I mean, sure, we had the same experiences, like, I go on punked and Kutcher's like, you wanna go to a basketball game? I'm like, what the fuck? Ashton Kutcher wants to go? And I'm like, walking through staples with him and i'm thinking do i stick out like a turd in a punch bowl or do i look like we we should be together i mean Uh these are the thoughts i'm having and then we step up to get he's gonna get a beer now i've got to tell him i don't drink because i'm an alcoholic Now i'm panicked it's like being on a first date with a girl right and again i need him to validate me
2: yeah well ashton (laughs) has that especially Oh man you know he's in my movie that i just shot oh he is yeah he's incredible i did not know that yeah yeah, he's in my movie and he's amazing. What movie? What's the it's name called of that? Vengeance. It's about I play a podcaster who Oh my um, God named Max Pleppard. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to West Texas uh and kind of gets caught up in the story. He was gonna be kind of judgmental about this small town, and then he gets kind of caught up in it. And Ashton is this charismatic guy who looms large in the town that my character misjudges. But oh my god, this yeah. is wonderful. But I was like, this guy is so he is such a cinematic presence. And I told my DP, how would Tarantino shoot Ashton? Oh, and what he goes he right away. He said, I'd give him, this is actually Tommy Maddox, upshot, a cinematographer friend who couldn't do the movie in the end. But he's, he's like, You give him the Kristoff, man. I was like, What do you mean? He's like, "Christoph Waltz walks into Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. He's lit from the front. He's lit from the slats. He's lit from the side. Doesn't even make any sense. Camera turns around. He's lit the same way. He's got a glow. Doesn't he's magic. you got never seen this guy before, and he's the biggest star you've ever seen. Oh, he's like, That's yeah. what we're doing with Ashton Kutcher, because yeah. we know. Everybody loves him. Sure. But this sort of, this magic and mystique I really wanted to capture. But it was incredible. Like well, now here I am on the other side and I get to direct Ashton.
0: What could be more fun?
2: It was intimidating yeah. and, and exciting.
0: But did you have the moment where you're looking at the monitor and Ashton's saying things you've written and you've decided how they're gonna like that and you're watching it and then you get sucked into your own movie? Yes. That's the rarest, nicest feeling in the world, When right? someone's
2: great, yeah.
0: Bradley Cooper was in the second movie I made mm-hmm. and I was watching behind the monitor and the speech ended and there was like this long, long beat. And then he kind of looked at camera like, you're gonna call cut. Wow. And I literally was watching a movie watching a at movie. that <laughs> point. I was like, <laughs> he yeah. just made this a movie. Yeah. Like, this is a real movie now. That's cool. Oh, what a feeling. Yeah, generally I'm just jealous of everyone's shit. But when they're in your thing and they're yeah. making your thing better, yeah. it cuts through the jealousy and you're just grateful. Yes. Like, oh, I'm well, so we grateful gotta put to each other in stuff.
3: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah so that's the yeah.
0: A yeah. buddy comedy. Yes. 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 Actually, <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> I feel like we'd be actually very good mismatch. Very good.
2: We're a great mismatch. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it could be Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn. <laughs> oh, fuck those guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of buddy comedy, God, this must have been when I first started babysitting. When I first started babysitting for them, we watched something together and you were like, oh my God, I have a great idea. You and Mindy should do Coming to America. Yeah. A a new Coming to America. That's good.
0: And you'd be the slutty sister.
1: Yeah, you had a whole plan. Yeah. And then Kristen, of course, because God bless her. Yeah. She like immediately got in touch with Mindy and was like, can I meet with you? And like, they were on the same lot oh at God. that time. Yes. And she like brought her a gift basket. She's, oh, uh, oh, that's she's just the best. Yeah. I was like, so, you know, Hey, and, and we have this idea. And she's like, Oh, cool. Like, I think she like took it in and then. Yeah.
2: yeah. She never thinks anyone's serious. I mean, that's her own imposter syndrome. Mm, she probably mm-hmm. thought like, yeah, right. Why would they, everyone do that with me? And you're like, Hello. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like Beyonce sent her flowers the other day, and she's like, (gasps) she didn't even meet. You know, whatever. She's like, yeah. She's like, why would she? I don't get it. You know. Yeah. Because you're Mindy Kaling. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: God, it's amazing. (laughs) It's so universal. It's so universal.
2: It's sad, but reassuring. You've
0: certainly gotten a call or an email from somebody who you're like, how the hell did they get my yes? Right. Yeah. Okay. So Kristen is at the status where she's that person. Like somehow she. I can't get Mindy's email. I don't know how to get any. I don't know how to contact Mindy. But Kristen is in that, l- that little strata, mm-hmm. that upper echelon where she somehow can contact anyone. Mm-hmm. Do you have any crazy one where you like you answer and you're like, what?
2: How did you Or um, an email? Ben Stiller. Oh, he didn't reach out to me, but I, I was interested. And then I sent him a script for something uh-huh. on a lark. And then he just emailed me uh-huh. and was like, let's talk.
0: Oh my God. And then he didn't
2: end up doing it, but that was, I just talked to him on the phone and oh. yeah, just because you just brought him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah That yeah, was very yeah. exciting.
0: Yeah. So can I ask you, in this five-year period where you had written the children's book and written the 64 short stories and you're going to therapy, are you making any kind of like structural changes to your life? Are you like enacting new behaviors? Are you exercising? Are you like what kind of things are you doing to get that life in order no, to, to define who I'm you are? I'm trying
2: everything, but not in a structured way. Uh-huh. I'm working out, I'm meditating. TM? Um, yeah, I did TM pretty devotedly. Yeah. For a while.
0: Right. It works too, right?
2: It worked and then I stopped. Like me working too. out. Me it too. worked and I stopped. And then I every time you do it, you're like, I should do this all the time. But no, I haven't cracked it yet. I haven't given myself or had imposed on me the discipline yeah. that would I think that I'm hoping to now. Because you're an overachiever.
0: You have to approach, I'd imagine, you guys are like kind of similar. We're reading these things where it's like how to get through to Monica's, like put it on her calendar was her oh, sign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: my yeah, Virgo. What sign are you?
0: We don't Leo. believe in signs. I don't believe We don't, just, believe, in signs, we don't believe in them either, but we're newly interested. If but if yeah. we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but they're surprisingly accurate. <laughs> Leo, okay.
0: It would be interesting to see you go after friendship love all those things as if it were a i know a
2: script that you had to that is maybe (laughs) life-changing advice because yeah if it's a script i'm like all right i'm two weeks to outline four weeks first draft
0: it sucks but i'm just gonna do this yeah it
2: sucks i'm gonna do it and i don't do that friendship, love. is sort of like, it happens when it happens, or I'll do a little of this, a little of that, or yeah, absolutely, and then I'm nowhere. Yeah, you need to be like, I go on one date a week. I know people who have done that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But it's so different because you have so much control over a creative thing, and you have no... It's so vulnerable to be going on a date every week or putting a lot of effort into that realm because it's scary. They may not like you back or they, you know, whatever. I just But think also
2: there's no external structure to it. There's no, like... When I'm looking for a director for my show mm-hmm. or a showrunner or whatever, like you're nervous, you meet a lot of people, some don't work out, some you're not sure about, but you have to choose one yeah. mm-hmm. and you do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and then you live with it
2: and you live with it and yeah. it's probably good, maybe you regret, whatever, but you did it. Mm-hmm. And there is no clock yeah. on love that way.
1: That's true. You know,
2: or Unless friendship. Unless you, you decide yeah. it Unless is. You, but even if you do, then you know you can get out of, get out it. of, yeah. of your own deadline <laughs> you made.
1: Yeah, that's why we have the, our friend Jess and I, we have this other show called Monica and Jess Love Boys. And it's basically that. It was that. It was like, okay, we have goals every week that mm-hmm. we have to meet for this program. Like, And they gave like each other
0: challenges, it. which was fun. So, so Jess was like, you have to sext with someone this week. You got to figure that, that out. That was one of my challenges. And that's amazing, and she yeah. got it done.
1: Yeah, you, is this podcast out? Yeah, the first season came out, and then we're going to do a second season okay. as well. But yeah, it really put it in those Dear terms. Professor. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but it was homework. It became homework, and I'm oh, yeah, I'm a know how straight, like straight A it. student. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. I haven't do heard it. from
0: you in ten years, <laughs> but I just want. Oh, to I've say, looked
1: him up so many times. I'm trying uh, to locate him, and I can't.
0: Yeah. Do you think you have an idea of who you? would love to be with? Like, do you have a type?
2: I have a type and every time I've actually fallen in love, it's been completely different from my type. Isn't that something? So I think that you need to be, to really fall in love. Yeah. You need to be completely overwhelmed by what makes someone else them.
0: Yeah. I think I too, like in between Brie, who I was with for nine years and Kristen, I actually had the wherewithal to say like, hey, how about date someone that's not like you? It's kind of, it's a thing in AA, which is, Contrary action. You just do basically the opposite of whatever you want to do and just see what happens for a while. And inevitably, you're not in any of the patterns you used to be because you're not choosing the same. You're almost yeah. choosing in opposition to whatever you'd want to do.
2: Yeah. No, AA sounds very appealing to me. I don't have an exact addiction, although I have very compulsive patterns. Yeah, yeah. But the people that have benefited from it, that is exactly the structure that sounds to me. I don't know. You, you do. I don't know. Are you guys going to go on a date?
1: You can apply for season two of Monica. Okay, and Jess. great.
2: <laughs> Would you be open to being
0: on a reality sh- podcast <laughs> in order to date Monica? Season two yeah. is, is
1: complicated. Yeah, I think that's it's, uh, great. <laughs> yeah, we put out applications for people to apply. You have so. to
2: live we'll in definitely California. Definitely complicate which. the coming to America remake. But
1: <laughs> yeah, well, look, it's been like ten years. I don't think she's. I don't think she's interested.
2: Also, they did a remake.
1: I know that's true. Since then, there has now been a remake of it.
0: That's right. Did you know that? Well, it was a sequel. A sequel, thank yeah. Oh, That's not fair to call it a remake. It's yeah. a sequel, yeah.
2: That was my mom's favorite movie, Coming to America. It's an incredible incredible movie.
1: But now don't you think like it's scary to do that movie? Like will we get would everyone get canceled? I don't know. Like it, no. it seems how do you toe the line? I don't know.
0: Well okay, me. let's talk about the premise, which we haven't talked much about because this is ding ding ding. Oh. You're doing that. You're taking all these kind of hot button divisive topics and you're kind of figuring out a backdoor into talking about them. Was that fair?
2: A like fair a assessment? fun, like let's just let's just do it. Like like, you like know. the
0: first episode of the series is about a black guy who's being accused of assaulting police officers and then so that's every day in the news, mm-hmm. right? So you take that thing that we're all very well aware of And then you add in that the person's going to get exonerated because there's actually footage that he didn't Mm. attack the cops. But the footage is during a fucking scene (laughs) and out the window you can just see in the corner of the frame. It's on a
2: white guy's sex tape. Like a guy oh. who's like the most super BLM oh Instagram God. poster, but in the back of a sex tape is this thing. Oh my! So God. now that's what does amazing. he do? Now what does he do? Oh, and that's now great. like
0: his his expressed <laughs> support of this movement is put up directly against his fear and vanity of being in a courtroom watching himself fuck yes. right embarrassingly. Oh, that's right,
2: really funny. I love stuff like that. I I love comedy that is actually about what is on people's minds, and, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of it is either escapist. Or like preachy. Yes, you know? yes, yes, so yes. I did want to experiment with doing something that was just stories.
0: Yeah. Did funny. it make the network nervous? Yep. It did. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes,
2: it did. But I think that as long as you get past that, I don't think real people are very sensitive at all. Everyone's worried on behalf of everybody. Mm. You know, like what you just said, will I get canceled? Will we get canceled? Yeah. I don't know that. If anyone cancels you, it's on behalf of someone that they think would want to. Right. People are not that sensitive. Right. People get the joke. They'll talk about anything. If they're offended, they'll say, "I'm offended."
1: Yeah. You know, and that's
2: not the end of the world either, but it's the yeah. people in between that are so yeah. scared, you know, about what gets to it. But I've never had any trouble with an audience directly. Occasionally, "I didn't like that joke. I was offended." Okay. Well, mm. now I'm, I feel terrible because yeah. that's the opposite of what I wanted to do. But when someone in the middle tells you, this won't fly, right? that's when I'm skeptical.
0: Well, we talk about race quite a bit on this show, and certainly the vast majority, like 99% of any negative comments I've ever received have been from white people. Yeah. And then those are tricky for me because I, it's very easy for me to write that off. I'm like, if a black dude tells me that, yeah, I'm going to rethink this. But
2: if you tell me it, I'm not going to rethink it. Right. Like, I don't really trust your right. barometer. That's more, more than, condescending to me. Yes. Someone I, on behalf, they, this isn't right uh, yes. to say. Yes. Now, that said, it's fucking terrifying to think not only of the consequences to you, sure, but it's terrifying to me to think of hurting someone's feelings out of my own fucking ignorance yeah. and selfishness of, I think this is funny. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm scared of that, but I'm also skeptical of the people who tell me that. I'd rather actually run it by people that I trust. There's also a little
0: voice in my head that's a little bit like, okay, so you and I recognize we wouldn't enjoy being on a roast. So guess what? We don't go on a roast. Right. Like there seems to be zero awareness of what someone has an appetite for and they just find themselves in all these situations where they're being offended all the time. There's a little bit of that that lacks some responsibility, I think. Mm -hmm. Like someone went to a friend's improv show and in their improv set someone was pregnant and then they delivered on stage and then afterwards people came up to them, how dare you do that? Katie had a miscarriage last month and she's been dealing with it. It's like... I can't account for yeah. 2,000 people in an audience that someone might have had a miscarriage. If you had a miscarriage, maybe a live comedy show is not for you yet. Or maybe
2: someone else was like, oh my God, I can laugh about this yeah. tragedy. Yes. You don't exactly. know.
0: That's another great point. So man, it is such a complicated situation. And I, I don't know that comedy's ever worked under this new kind of scrutiny.
2: Well, I have a galaxy brain approach to it, which is that, Censorship has always existed and whether it's Soviets or the social mores of today on Twitter and people have always found a way to get their thing across mm. and that's just part of the challenge and, and maybe pure freedom isn't. For us, isn't for writers, I mean, That's you know, it's point. like, oh, if you read between the lines, Shakespeare is really criticizing the monarchy, oh, whatever. You, They're criticizing the government, but they can't let it. They'll go to the gulag if they admit that this isn't just a parallel or whatever, or network TV on The Office. It was on NBC. Yeah. You can't swear. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Okay.
2: You can't say certain things, but you express yourself anyway. Yeah. So even though it's always the enemy and that it's always the obstacle, it's also always there there's always some gatekeeper that won't let you say exactly what you want to say. And part of the art is finding a way to do it.
0: That's a really, really great point.
2: For The Office, it was 20 minutes, 30 seconds every episode. Not 31 seconds, Uh not 24 minutes. It was to the second we had to cut it down. And it sucked, but we did it. Yeah. And okay, you know, that was a box. It was interesting. I don't ever want that box again, (laughs) Right, right, but- Yeah, no, that box is good. Yeah. Or it was good for that show. It's crazy. Maybe the limits make us better. Yeah. So you have constructed this incredible track record
0: and you have a lot of options.
2: Well, see, this is now on a personal level. I'm suffering from the same thing I just said. I can write a kid's book. I yes, can do this. Yes, so yes. what the fuck do I do? Yes. And who am I with? And and so then you find yourself afloat. Uh-huh. So yeah, I do all the time the grass that is greener to me is like, oh, this person took an overall deal Uh at NBC. They deliver four series, like et cetera. They know where they're going to work and look at all they accomplish. So yeah, so I have this career that has all of this freedom and I love it and you don't want to give, like who willingly gives up their freedom? I guess in AA, I guess sometimes you submit to a system, a power, et cetera. Yes. And that is what's hard to do
0: for me when
2: I have this freedom creatively, personally, and then I find myself adrift. Yeah. or uncertain you know? are you
0: someone that is good at asking for help or mentorship or advice
2: there's a line i wrote for myself on the office which is lead me when i'm in the mood to be led <laughs> which is like <laughs> that that's my paradox <laughs> you know i'm like lead me and they're like go down here i'm like how about there instead <laughs> yeah 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 yeah.
0: so you don't reach out much to people or no, do i do you? i do. Oh, you do
2: and I'm not that big a mess either, but right, like, right. you know.
0: I have a very hard time asking for advice because then I'd be acknowledging that I oh, was I Oh, I ask for advice
2: too much. Yeah. I ask everyone for advice, but then I don't. I'm like, cool, I'll take it all under advisement. You know, um, then I don't, I'm not committed to any.
0: Who in your life do you admire and trust when they advise you on something?
2: Mindy, my brothers. I dated someone who gave great advice. And then after we broke up, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. that thing. Like you missed thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. I so wonder what, what she thinks.
0: That's one of the great things that Kristen adds to my life is I come at this, I'll lay out a problem for her. Like this guy did this and this guy did this. So I'm writing this email. This guy, I tell him to fuck off. And then I'm going to tell this person. Yeah. He's like, what if that person blank? And yeah. how do you know they don't feel scared too? And bu-? And then I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Everyone's scared. Let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's terrified.
2: And what are your hobbies? That's the thing. I don't know. You I don't just know, think yeah. all the time. Uh-huh. And I'm just thinking about my writing and and my life and myself, and all uh, of that is the same thing, uh, right? So I'm just thinking all the time. Yeah. And I'm reading, but everything I read, I'm like, oh, could I use this? Uh-huh. And everything I watch, I'm like, oh, should I cast that person? Uh-huh. You know, so like I don't have an escape. And I used to smoke weed, and that was the one time when I would like, just watch fucking Looney Tunes because it was gorgeous and
0: yeah. funny.
2: So that kind of thing, getting stoned. Did you stop getting stoned? I stopped. Why? I guess when people say paranoid, I was always like, well, I don't think anyone's coming to get me. Uh-huh. But I would be paranoid that I was making these horrible mistakes in uh-huh. my life. Got you. And I guess that is paranoid. I would get anxious and spiral and... It went from like being 10% of the time to twenty percent to like fifty percent. And it's like it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth rolling the dice on that, which is too bad. That's a bummer. Yeah. Cause I really did love it. Yeah. And it was very good for me.
0: I think for a lot of folks that have a real busy racket upstairs, it's very helpful.
2: Yeah. But it's funny to say drugs. <laughs> drugs was my hobby. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, in terms yeah. of smoking weed. <laughs> I you know, or going in nature. Okay. Or whatever, but.
0: Do you camp and stuff?
2: No. See, that's why I look at you and your military pants and your athletic build (laughs) and I'm like, this is, that's what I can't be. You dirt bike and stuff. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, but then you'd have to take on all the stuff that makes me do this stuff.
2: I would. (laughs) I need something.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't have the dad that, you know, you asked for advice, you know. I'd have kids, yeah. Well, you might might have some kids.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're right. I'm still chasing you. Oh my god! <laughs> well, wait till we do this buddy pick together. I think it could be cathartic. I, I, for I both honestly lives.
2: think we are a great combo. I do too. It's pretty I opposite.
0: What do you I think, like, Monica? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, there yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. But what's funny is it's like it's opposite and not at all. That's the whole magic of a buddy. Uh, it, <laughs> it is true, right. and it's like, oh, but yet yeah, in a
2: way, they're on a wavelength.
0: That might be the magic of a body switching comedy. <laughs> Where they it's, both realize they like it's who funny, they were. Like,
2: what? <laughs> why is that such genre, body switching? I know, it's so preposterous. It's so preposterous, but it's just like, yeah, should we do a body <laughs> switch? <laughs>
1: like, I agree. <laughs>
2: that's never happened nope. that's to anybody. that's
1: why, because it's never happened and you always wonder what it would be like to be in somebody else's yeah, I skin. I guess so.
2: But it's a huge, huge leap.
0: So you go to the studio and you go, so here's the thing, there's this, you meet Mike, he's a nerd. Meet John, he's a uh, hillbilly. They're gonna switch bodies. Can you imagine? And you start thinking about how crazy that'll be. But if you went in and go like, meet Mike, his index finger can make anything in the world. So he—that's his power. He's got. Mm-hmm. And then meet John, he can hold his breath forever. That's
2: the movie. You'd be like, no, that's crazy. Could they switch guy, bodies? Yeah, exactly. Could you put the It's guy so the- hard though to keep track in a body switch movie of who's who. They got to come oh. up with a better device. They need to label you like Dave as Mike. You're like right, 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 right. This is really Ben Stiller.
0: <laughs> yes. My idea for a body switching comedy was the lowest stakes body switching comedy of all time. Uh, I I wanted to pitch it where I would play identical twins, but one has a birthmark. And so the one's getting ready in the morning, he sees his brother's birthmark on his hip. And he's like, ah, that like moment in every body switching comedy when he realizes he's his brother. Uh And it's just that mole that no one will see. And even though they're identical twins, one's a surgeon and one's a pilot, but each other has to go to work for one another in case someone sees that birthmark. That's great. Oh my God. Like the stupidest, lowest stakes. I love and that. And they're still <laughs> panicked the whole time and it doesn't occur to them they could just continue on.
2: I would get that. Okay, correct. I'm your audience. Okay. Oh
1: wow, you're the one. Just yeah, like, you're buying the pitch.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, no, I'm. Like, I don't think anyone else would get it. No, I'm no like, one. More. I you're would speaking get it. To gentle, you're totally like. speaking to me.
0: Because I got to be honest, that really got motivated out of Ryan Reynolds and Bateman doing one. I'm like, I don't know. Both guys are gorgeous. I know. That's what I
2: thought too. That exact <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I am not panicking I don't get it.
0: if I wake up as either of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I wake <sighs> up as Jason Bateman. I'm like, you're Fuck like, yeah. I think that's cool too. Yes, yeah. I'm the <laughs> snarkiest guy to ever live and. And then you're Ryan Reynolds and you're like, I fucking, am a beast. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. No one's bummed. Yeah. Okay. So I was, I feel like I was in the exact same position you found yourself in those five years. I had that same thing and I started going to therapy. It's so weird. I've been, I've been trying to think of a way to bring this up to Monica and I'm just afraid to. We're
1: going to do it now. We're going to do it
0: live real time. This has been a
2: historic.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Every relationship's up for grabs in this this interview. Like, who knows where this will land? Will everyone walk out as friends? I saw this therapist, and thank God he said this to me. He said, are you of service to anybody? And I said, what does that mean? Like, go to a soup kitchen or something? And he said, look, I don't care what you do, but I do know helping other people makes people feel good. Forget it. You can do it selfishly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I don't want to go to a soup kitchen. He's like, what are you interested in? I'm like, cars. And he's like, do you like all equipment? Like, do you like military equipment? I'm like, oh, I love military equipment. He goes, why don't you do a USO tour? Like then you could do something you want. And and I've said this before, I went totally selfishly. I'm like, I want to go to Afghanistan. I want to see all this stuff. And then lo and behold, I was there and I'm meeting real human beings who have fucking dedicated their lives to be in this miserable situation. They're happy to see me and they can't believe I was thinking about them. And the whole thing, I come home and for seven weeks I was happy. I was like, a I had perspective on what I'm not living in. Mm-hmm. B all these people were really grateful that we were there. And I was like I'm so glad that that therapist recommended that. And now once you have kids, kids are just service. Mhm. And so you're so fucking distracted by dealing with all the shit that it does cut down on the time you can obsess about yourself. Yeah. And I just every time I have something that distracts me from that, I feel happier. Mhm. So anyways, I was saying to Monica cuz you don't have any pets or children yet. Mhm. Then I wonder if you found something you love that you also could be of service if it would improve your life. Are you offended by that observation? Trying
1: to, f- I feel offended. Yeah, yeah. But Let's I, start I, don't there. know for sure if I just haven't processed it yet. It was something that was recommended
0: yet. to me that ended up feeling really good,
2: and you still do it. Or you have kids now, so yeah.
0: Well, I have kids, and then I also am in AA, so I, I have to talk to dudes all the time that I would probably pick not to. I have to engage in their problems. This show, I have to sit yeah. down and like listen to you and connect with you and, and really want to know Solve about you. Solve things for and me. And while I'm doing that, I can't think about what car I need, mm-hmm. which is what I'll think about all day. Mm-hmm. But I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting that from this as well. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have a pet. You don't have kids. And no. You don't.
1: No, thank you to a pet. Yeah. 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 No pets. No. Yeah. There was a dog sitting next to me on my airplane yesterday and I was not happy about that. And then, yeah. of course, I spiraled, and I was like, what if I was allergic? Like, why are they allowed to right. do this? I love mm-hmm. animals
2: in the wild. Sure. I love, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's different.
1: Domestic it's pets. It's a totally different thing. Yeah.
0: We had a big, big debrief about that. Because I agreed with Monica. I'm kind of like, I get it. You have anxiety, and you can't fly without this dog. And I'm very sympathetic to that. Mm-hmm. But what's also weird is, I'm allergic to dogs. So if you fly with your dog, I'm in an asthma attack that whole Uh flight. So now I can't fly. Or rather, if there's a dog on the flight, I would choose not to fly. So I understand we're helping you, but it also might take someone else out. That's kind of interesting Mm -hmm. that that's the policy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the whole cabin could be allergic to the dog.
1: Everyone could be miserable. It's just assuming like if you don't like animals, you're a bad person. So you can't can't really say that. You can't say that. And my
2: brother isn't a dog person either and he quickly says but i love babies oh to like, oh, like to quickly change out. the subject because yeah. i do love babies yeah. and uh, yeah
1: okay that's a good caveat well monica
0: made the best point she's like i'm very grateful that it's making your anxiety lower that you have your dog with you but it's making mine super high because i'm afraid of dogs and well, i just don't know what's gonna happen sitting next yeah. to my feet mm-hmm
1: I hope he doesn't hear this the man he was really nice and the dog was actually really good so by the end I was like it was fine but I was anxious it was Mm -hmm. making me anxious
0: but we did ultimately decide we're just one documentary away from thinking it's fine (laughs) like we know I can see the documentary that would show me the individual case of someone who's just paralyzed with anxiety and can't go see their mother and then they find this beautiful little dog, and it makes them so happy and feel so confident. And then they get on the airplane in the documentary, and they give the documentary the thumbs up.
2: I think it's a feature. I think this is an <laughs> Owen Wilson movie.
0: This feels like a hit. <laughs> yeah, a huge hit. <laughs> so I imagine seeing that movie and then going, I don't care if I have an asthma attack. What do I care? Look at the, Everyone's like this. My little.
1: anxiety doesn't matter no, compared to this No, he gave a
0: thumbs anxiety. up. He's going to see his mom. He's got his, his chow chow on his lap. Mm-hmm. And I got to get over it. So I do know I'm one documentary away from accepting it.
2: I think I got our buddy comedy. I think it's like Midnight Run. Okay. I think you're De Niro. I'm okay. Grodin. Okay, I We got to get across the country. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: And you have your companion dog.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and it's deeply, making you anxious. <laughs> I'm deeply allergic to yeah, the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet I have to get you yeah. to New York from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Oh I God. knew
1: we'd get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got
0: it. We got everything. Good job. Okay, BJ. The premise is on on Hulu. It's called
2: FX on Hulu. Oh my God, okay. It's confusing. Oh. It is.
0: I want everyone to watch it. I watch it today. Love it. Great fucking cast. Ben Platt, we love.
2: Hmm.
0: By the way, awesome butt cheeks. No one asked me to evaluate him, mm-hmm. but we see his butt cheeks quite a bit. Yes. And they're phenomenal. That's why I cast him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised yeah. at all. They're beautiful. Wow. Like, I can't wait for you to see him. Okay. Well, BJ, I can say this on record that for the rest of my life, when I meet people, if anyone brings up BJ, do you know BJ? I'm going to go, yeah, yeah. I interviewed him and I love him. He's such a nice guy and I can tell what a sweet person he is. And I think we wrestle with all the same we insecurities. Do. Yeah. yeah.
1: And when you meet each other in heaven, you'll be hey, happy to see oh each other.
2: I know. Got to get there first. <laughs> <laughs> do Gotta they get have there. buddy comedies of in service. heaven,
0: I wonder? Oh, wow.
2: What, what are the conflicts in heaven?
0: Great question. Yeah, there's no conflict,
2: so there's no comedy in heaven.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they only serve eggs benedict till 11. We got to get there. In heaven? Fuck this place. (laughs) I'm going to hell. That reminds me of one of my favorite favorite jokes. Guy goes to hell, he's being greeted by one of the ambassadors for hell, and he Mm -hmm. says, "Uh, welcome, Uh, it's Monday. So tonight we have uh, open bar, Monday's um, open bar night. We have Mai Tais, we have Jack and Cokes, anything you like. Do you like to drink? And the guy goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I really like to drink. He goes, oh, my God, you're going to love it. Then Mondays, he goes, no, Tuesday is casino night. So we got pie, got poker, we got blackjack, we got everything. It's so fun. You're, do you like to gamble? Yeah, I kind of do like to gamble. Oh, my God, you're going to love Tuesdays. Do you like gay sex? No, you're going to hate Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> it's more just the delivery mm-hmm. of you're going to hate. I don't love the homophobic nature of the joke, but I yeah. do love you're going to hate Wednesdays sure. as a delivery. I
2: love a punchline like that that can be its own shorthand. Yes. You can, you can say you're gonna hate Wednesdays if you know the joke. Yeah. For the rest of your life. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, well, BJ, I'm so glad you came. I'm so glad on oh, my mind for a long time. And the I feel way. really
0: good about everything. And then and I really regret thinking I didn't like you because I thought you didn't like me.
2: I enjoyed, I was fueled by my playful, angry jealousy towards you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was admiration. That's a lesson for everybody.
0: I love you. This was so fun. This is great. Yeah, I
2: really enjoyed it. Thanks for coming. This is great. I really wanted to. Thanks, Rob. The premise. And then the movie that Kutcher's in, what's the name of that? Vengeance.
0: Vengeance. Yeah. I'm very looking forward to that.
2: I think you'll like that.
0: Okay, for real. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks. Thanks for giving
2: us so much time. Yeah.
0: And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. BJ Novak. Wow, what an experience. I, for about five days, felt bad afterwards.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I thought it was a great episode. Me too. He was and really wonderful. And
0: he's opposite of what I thought he was, which was a fun real-time discovery. Like, I, I regret that he, I misread who he was and that I believe these stories I have been told.
1: He, I, I do, and he said it on here, like so much of it is physical. Mm-hmm. There's like just this physical presence that people can't control. It's just fascinating how your appearance makes a difference.
0: A lot of people thought I was a dumbass for a decade because I had played 10 dumbasses in a row. Yeah. And I'm not mad about, like, I'm like, I, I can understand why you would think that. I played Frito and then I'm Carl Loomis. Yeah. I'm a bunch of dumbasses.
1: Totally. I was very surprised when I met you who you were. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: You primarily just knew me as Crosby?
1: punk
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that there's an example that I was associated with a, a show that is mean-spirited in some way.
1: Oh, that's, that's true. Well, yeah. so is he. <laughs> right.
0: So is BJ. Yeah. yeah. So initially, you know, I, I didn't like that association that people thought I was someone who likes to fuck with people because I actually, that's not me. You've been right. friends with me of for course. eight years and I don't do pranks on people. I don't Never. fuck with anyone. No. Yeah.
1: I don't think I thought you were like mean or at all, but I did think, I mean, yeah, maybe it was a just... Your characters in general. I don't know. I I was just really surprised how smart you were.
0: Right. I think that's really really a common. Yeah. It's high. Except
1: now. Now, now you everyone. Think I'm dumb. Yeah. Now we circle back around.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now I'm dumber than.
1: No. Now people know.
0: Well, that listen to the show, sure. But yeah, but there's it's still part a- of
1: your whole. Like you know, you're on talk shows. Your your persona, I think, has changed over time, don't you?
0: I do think it has changed.
1: I don't you think Parenthood was probably the turning point. For you of like, oh, people like think I'm Yeah charming and nice and or I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I well, I felt like they didn't think I was a white trash idiot, which is mostly what I played.
1: Yeah. Prior to then. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, well, yeah. I will though, I will credit I'll credit the freebie for being the turning point for me. The is the first thing I started playing myself in.
1: Yeah. Before. But not that many people saw that, right? At first.
0: Me, you, and the director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katie. Katie, myself, and you. Yeah. I think some of the cast didn't even it's see
1: it. It's a good it. movie. I like it. It was
0: fun. We went to Sundance, and I had never done that. And then we went to South by Southwest. It was it was wonderful. I loved being like, yeah, that was a pool I had never been invited to swim in. Yeah. And I had played such shit. In fact, Mark and Jay Duplass, yeah. I had requested a meeting with them. And for people who don't know Mark and Jay Duplass, they produced the freebie. His wife, Katie, Mark's wife, Katie, directed it and was the star of it. I had requested a meeting with them after seeing the puffy chair. They took the meeting because they're nice guys. We went to Cafe 101. We had a fucking blast. Yeah. Um, we started hanging out and everything. They still were never going to hire me. Then all of a sudden, Mark happened to see Let's Go to Prison, ah. where I played kind of serious in it or something. Yeah. And then months later, he just called and said, hey, can you do this thing? Yeah. Like in two days, the other actor fell out.
3: Oh, wow.
1: And I was like,
0: sure. And then. Oh, crazy. I end, yeah, I ended up going to also. Sundance ding, and all that
1: ding, ding! I'm watching the morning show right now, which Mark is in, mm-hmm. and Katie's in. And oh, they she play, is. Um, they play, sex partners? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm. He plays his girlfriend. Oh wow. I, I guess it's just it's funny with actors specifically because you can easily just not know. <laughs>
0: well, what about that poor poor kid who played King Joffrey?
1: Yeah, exactly. He quit
0: acting, I heard. Yeah. Because people just thought he was an evil shit in real life. Yeah, he couldn't stand how people saw him in real life. Because, of course, if they know him, they know him as the worst human (laughs) to ever live.
1: But then you, what I would think is he would then try to do a role that countered that. But no one's going to hire him for that.
0: Yeah, he's great at playing a little shit. (laughs) And I'm great at playing a, a white trash.
1: Yeah. Actually, that's funny. The only fact I have that I wrote down. Is you're an asshole? No. Is <laughs> we talk a lot about punk obviously. Yeah. In the episode. And I realized I don't know something, which is surprising to me. I feel like I know everything about you. But why did you leave punk
0: Because I was famous.
1: Oh, they, oh, everyone would know. Yeah.
0: So, and especially the demographic we were going after. I don't think most... Hoity actors were watching punked, but we didn't punk hoity actors. We did pop stars and athletes and who people who watch punk. Yeah,
3: mm.
1: yeah. So you had to leave because you oh, would, because yeah, you'd ruin it, the prank. In up.
0: fact, so we had filmed them all before they aired, but they started airing, and we still owed one. And that's when I did this football golf one. I've talked a bunch about. In fact, it came up in this episode. That was the one I I wouldn't cooperate.
1: Uh huh.
0: And I was wearing a wig, and I had grown a mustache and dyed it. (laughs) And (laughs) when I pulled my wig off, like, Jerome Bettis knew immediately who I was. Mm. So, like, they did know once I got out of the garb. Yeah. But I was so happy that I couldn't do another season because I was making, like, $1,800 an episode. Right. And it took weeks to film an episode. (laughs) So everyone there was making much more money than I was. I couldn't live on it. Yeah. And— I was starting to get incredible opportunities. Like, without a paddle, that was probably five months after it aired, I got that role.
1: That makes, all that makes sense. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, wow, like, knowing you, you leaving a job... Right. Seems especially your first one. Uh-huh. Seems very off brand, but that makes sense. You weren't really making any money and logistically it stopped making sense.
0: And I had this huge fear that like everyone I was hoping to ever work with I was pissing off.
1: Totally. But I it, mean also you had a job and you tried 10 years to get one and you finally got one <laughs> and then I and then the idea of leaving it like that's y- Yes, that's scary. true. That's true. But that makes more
0: sense. Yeah. If
1: you were making a lot more money, it might have been harder.
0: Oh, it would have been much harder. But I think I told you, I, that same year, in my 10 years of auditioning for commercials, I, I booked three. Yeah. An MTD Lawnmower commercial, and then this AMPM Industrial, for people who don't own industrials. Mm-hmm. It's a buyout. There's really no money. There's not. They're not going to air it on... TV per se, and there's no residuals. <laughs> and it was for no money. It was for AMPM gas station. And I said, t- This is my lowest point ever professionally as an actor. They've got like this whole interior of an AMPM set up inside this big blank white space. And I'm walking down the line and I'm doing this and doing that make a Slurpee. And the director's yelling out, you know, do this. All right, now grab a Slurpee now. Okay. Now make a blue one, blah, blah, And I'm doing everything. Okay. And then I get to the hot dog machines. I'll make a hot dog. Great. Make a hot dog. So I'll make a hot dog. I can do that. All right, now just start, just start blowing that hot dog like a harmonica. And I go, um, uh, p- play, play the hot dog like a harmonica. <laughs> yeah. Just start getting into it and rock that, rock that hot dog. Like it's a harmonica. And I was like,
3: God. Oh my
1: God. And
0: you better believe I rocked that I'm hot sure dog. You did. Oh. Oh,
1: oh, I've done it. I've done so many things. Oh my
0: God. So many things. So then the third thing I had ever gotten was this Miller Light commercial with a Vander Holyfield in it that ran virtually the same time that Punk came out. And I made twice as much on that commercial than I had made on a season of Punk.
1: <laughs> and in that Miller Light commercial, they made a head of you. They did. Like a prosthetic head because you get knocked out
0: mm, well he knocks my head off my shoulders right. in the commercial yeah
1: and so they made a prosthetic head and and we now have that prosthetic head
0: we've got <laughs> we've gotten it back yeah <laughs> one of them I think there's a few
1: <laughs> Kristen's used wrong. it speaking of prank punks <laughs> yeah she's used it many times to prank us
0: she would have been a great host of that show because <laughs> she loves to prank people and
1: she's so believable <laughs> Even when she tells jokes, none of us understand half the time because she's acting so well. Yeah, so that was my fact.
0: Oh, it's just a curiosity. Yeah.
1: Well, one other fact. Uh, Is it ghost written or ghost wrote?
0: It's got to be ghost written. I think so. Yeah. Like hanged. Hung. You can't hung. No one was hung. Everyone was hanged. Do you know that? What do you mean? You can't say they hung them. That's incorrect. It's they hanged them. Really? Yes. Isn't that bizarre?
1: I didn't know that.
0: Do you want to Google it to make sure? I'm, no. Oh, okay.
1: But but so you wouldn't say they were hung?
0: I think you would say they were hanged. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. Why? I don't know. I
0: think you can say we hung a picture.
1: Right. Well, you definitely can, yeah. Yeah,
0: but I don't think when you're talking about hanging someone, it's hanged.
1: That's weird.
0: It is. <laughs> Well, you know what it was, is like all these things. I heard enough smart people say hang, but I was like, am I saying it wrong and looked it up? Yeah. That's how I know it.
1: Yeah. Um, We're back.
0: Oh my God, yes. We're back
1: in Los Angeles after our long, long trip across the pond.
0: Yes. In fact, we have to just say this because I've been wanting, I want to post the picture as part of it. Yeah. Which is, uh, you took a shoulder ride. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I because sure the girls were giving each other shoulder rides. I was giving the girls shoulder rides and then I got you up there on the shoulders which made you very scared. Oh yeah. But your face did not betray your <laughs> feelings which is impressive. Well, back to the acting. I guess that was your hot dog harmonica moment.
1: I just got in character real quick.
0: Yeah, but you were pretty pretty f- afraid up there?
1: Yeah, I got I got anxious up there. Mm. Having nothing to do with you, it's always me. It's like what if I pass out?
0: But it's so interesting of all the people that I know, I would pick you very last, considering that you used to fly 25 feet in the air. I did. It's so bizarre to me that you're afraid to be on shoulders.
1: I, but I wouldn't do that now. Uh. I wouldn't fly. Ryan always wants to stunt. Yeah. And I always say, no, like I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> you're <laughs> I'm, retired. I'm retired. I'm done. I'm scared.
0: Well, what we should also say is that we're right now kind of basking in the glow. We have a bit of rapture right now from having watched the Chappelle, the latest Chappelle special. special
1: His he said his last one in a long time. In in,
0: for a minute, that makes
1: me scared.
0: Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's Uh, fucking incredible. He's it's incredible.
1: He's so good.
0: He'll be remembered as like Mark Twain. Yeah, but not racist. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if Mark Twain was racist. It seems that most. Of our historical of that, of that or, time yeah, yeah exactly We're a little rough around the edges
1: yeah he's just a poet
0: he takes you on a fucking ride
1: he really does it's so special
0: i don't watch many people's talents and have like deep deep jealousy yeah but he is who i every time it triggers me i just feel like i feel like i should be smart enough to do something important in in the box of comedy
1: yeah i have the opposite Feeling when I watch him, I watch him and I think, oh, he's the only person who could ever do that. I don't feel like, oh, I wish I could. I'm like, yeah, I can't. No one can. Mm, and yeah. I'm just in like pure awe of it and gratitude that I get to hear it. And I, again, kind of like the David Sedaris thing, what we were talking, you made the equivalency. And I think it's right. Like the way I feel is the Sedaris. same when I'm listening to Sedaris and when I'm listening to Chappelle. I'm just in awe.
0: Mm. I know, and make no mistake, I'm not suggesting in any way that I could be as good as Chappelle. That's not at all what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is the format he's created, which is storytelling with profound observations within the box of comedy, I feel like I should be capable of.
1: So are you saying, when you watch it, you say like, I want to go work that out? Yes, okay, I want to go it.
0: write something In in, and I don't know what it is, yeah. but I, I feel he like I, I must write. Yes, yeah. yes, I feel so inspired. But that's how I, I think I've told you this in the past, most of the good short stories I've written are the ones I'm proudest of. I've written immediately after Reading like Catcher in the Rye.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I've read it three times and all three times I sat down and wrote something I'm really proud of. Like it just makes me, it reminds me of what is the important element of writing. Like yeah. what is it, what is it that um, Salinger does that makes it so unique? Yeah. And I feel like I can isolate it and then like, oh, that's the thing I need to explore in my writing. Yeah. Mm, mm-mm.
1: Okay. I realized at the end of the last fact check, uh-huh. I I left a like a, Cliffhanger? Yeah. (gasps) Because I said that I had some thoughts on being American.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm glad you remembered this.
1: We were in London. We were in Paris for a little bit. And I felt very proud. And it was weird. I was like having the realization that it was happening and feeling very strange about it. Because I definitely do not consider myself like... America, fuck yeah. Like at all, at all. You're not,
0: you're not jingoistic.
1: No. Right. But especially in London, there's a, a large Indian population. I feel like no one knew, like me walking around is not, is not a giveaway that I'm American. Not at all. But then I would speak and then I would have this American accent. (laughs) I remember studying abroad in college and like people trying to like, bring down their Americanness. You oh, know? sure, like, sure, sure, sure. They don't want to look like the dumb American. They Oh, it's
0: a common thing to put um, Canadian flags on your backpack. Backpack, yeah, yes. Yeah. I was wearing a maple leaf shirt a ton uh, while we were over there. Yeah,
1: but I have the opposite. I'm happy to have my American accent kind of come out and be like, yeah, I'm from Los Angeles. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just felt really proud of it. And especially now... In this country, like we're all shitting on America so much, uh-huh. myself included.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It felt really good to be like, oh, wait, no, we're so lucky to be here.
0: Yeah. I very much responded to that opening monologue that Jeff Daniels made in, um, what was that great show on HBO where he was uh, like a news anchor network. Oh, yeah. news network. Um, uh,
1: new, uh, fuck, I forget what it was
0: called. Something news. And it was written by our favorite, Aaron uh, Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron. And he makes this incredible speech, kind of trying to topple the notion of American exceptionalism, that America's the best country in the world. He said, so, well, how are you measuring it? Is, it? is it poverty? Is it teen pregnancy? Is it uh, sick people without insurance? Like, what do you want? Yeah. How do you want to compare? So I'm critical of, I'm not a jingoist. I'm not wave an American flag. I don't think we're the greatest country to ever be. But- In ways, I think we're the greatest country currently because there are so many things I love about this country. I love it so much. The ability to be creative beyond any measure. There isn't a country where you are as as encouraged to be creative and be a... A disruptor to to a fault. We're so outspoken. We have a voice. Everyone has a voice.
1: Opinion.
0: Well, not everyone. I mean, there's there's weighted voices, let's be honest. Yeah. Of course. But I fucking love this country. Yeah. But what pisses me off is like the people who think that wearing an American flag t-shirt is how they respect their country to me is not enough. It's lazy. You respect this country by continuing to try to make it deliver the promises that are in the constitution and the declaration of independence. This is the fucking greatest country, but so much work to do, so many mistakes, so much bad history to acknowledge and to own, Yeah, you know, and it's the greatest. Yeah. I think people think liberals hate the country.
1: Yeah. I think maybe I felt that for a bit, like, like Americans, (laughs) like including myself, but just being like, especially these past four years, just shaking our heads at this country. And, and look, I mean, look, it's been a tough few years for us, I think. But I was even just noting, like, everyone is so slow here. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is taking so long to do anything, do literally do anything, like check out Takes an extra five minutes. And also, who cares? That's great. They are not in a rush. They're not wrong. They need to be in a rush. Exactly. Mm. They're not wrong. But I was realizing, like, yeah, I like that pace. I like feeling like you have to deliver for someone else. I like that.
0: Me too. Your average American has more entrepreneurial spirit than any other group's average number
1: yeah even the elements like capitalism, which there's all these flaws and I think we're looking for them a lot right mm, now
0: yeah well because of ac- income inequality you yeah there's reasons that. to yeah you realize black people couldn't borrow money. oh, we've been holding some people out of capitalism okay it,
1: exactly yeah
0: but then we meet this waiter we met this French waiter working in a London pub he was just talking about how mind blowing it was for him to be in this exact same job in Brooklyn yeah, and making like four times as much money and loving the notion that he could be in charge of how much money he makes, like yeah. the autonomy of that. The, like, And I was like, yeah, that's what's fucking awesome about this place is like, yeah. there is a route for you to prosper. Yeah, And I love all these other countries. So if Me you're in another too. country, <laughs> I love going there. Oh I love seeing God. culturally how different it is. Um, I will say this, man, those fucking Brits are so goddamn polite.
1: Yeah, I love traveling and I love going to all these places and I'm so enamored by it and I think it's so fun and lovely and it it made me feel grateful for a thing I take for granted.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I was good. I was
1: glad to have experienced that. That
0: makes me really happy.
1: It's a good place. I'm really grateful. Because on the
0: jingoistic spectrum, I'm certainly further down the path than you, I think.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think pa- obviously part of it is because.
0: I'm white male. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a great place to live for me. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's an incredible
1: place for me as well, yeah. but I forget sometimes. I could have so easily, so easily, yeah, not been American.
0: I sometimes I like I don't think I'm super patriotic, but then it'll flare up on me and I'll go, "Oh my god, I am." Yeah. The example was we killed this uh Pakistani SIS Basically, they a CIA guy who had masterminded a couple different attacks. Was it Pakistan or was it, um, it might have been Iran. Okay. And then they they retaliated and blew up a base of ours.
3: Oh, but, yeah. But, but
0: suspiciously, we didn't have anyone in the base. Like, there were really no casualties. Yeah. When, we, when we assassinated him, I was like, God damn it. Why are we assassinating people? Like, I don't like this. This is not helping. Like, we got to yeah. somehow make peace with all these people. So I was really pissed about that. But then when they blew up the base... All of a sudden I found myself going like, oh, y'all want to get it on. You really, you want to fucking blow up one of our bases. Well, it's all said and done. I was probably critical of what I thought was kind of a right wing strategy of assassinating the guy. But then I was like, oh, right. No, we're just Americans. If you blow up our base and it's on, I feel like this is my team.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In group, out group.
1: It's, it's very complex.
0: It's tricky. It's replicated.
1: Yeah, but it's an interesting thought. And I and I think you, you don't really think it until you're out of it. Like mm-hmm. it's so easy for us to be drowning in what's going on here. Yeah. And then you take a couple steps out. Well, this
0: kind of came up too um, with the Alicia Vikander episode, which mm-hmm. was like pointing out the difference between Americans and Swedes and all these different people. And I was like, yeah, I see it. And I can see where that would be annoying. Yeah. I was like, but I love that we're fucking crazy enthusiastic about all this shit. (laughs) I love that we're revved up and ready. You know, like, I like it. I can see, I get it. Yeah. But if I have the choice, I want to live like a life turned to 11. Yeah. (sighs) I love you. I love you. And BJ Novak, man, what a a pleasure. And uh, again, I I said it then, I'll say it again. Like, just so embarrassed I had any opinion because what a fucking sweetheart. We all do. um, We all
1: have opinions. That's the whole thing. And
0: Judging books by covers.
1: But that's what this show does. Helps with that, I think. I hope.
0: In this case, it did. (laughs) I love you.
1: Love you.